93.5. Playoff football is presented by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. And Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Now let's get to the field for the high school football playoffs. Everyone from Blue Hill, we are ready for Class D state quarterfinal action here on the Breeze 94.5 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Along with Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda as Blue Hill and Twin Loop get ready to face off for the second time in as many years in the state high school football playoffs. And if tonight's game is anything like the one they played in Sargent, we should be in for a treat. We already know that the winner will get Mullen. And if that is Twin Loop, they would host the game in Sargent. If that's Blue Hill, they'll be making the trip out to Mullen on Monday. But, Larry, uh, a lot of people think that this game right here might be for the Marbles. Uh, Mullen uh, had to pull away late to beat Lawrence Nelson, who had an outstanding season as well. But uh, tonight we're looking to see who can advance on. And it was a two-point game last year. Twin Loop ended up making it to the state championship before falling to Fall City Sacred Heart. Yeah, Doug, and big boy football comes in all forms. And it doesn't have to be. It could be six-man, eight-man, 11. And let me tell you right now, this is big boy football tonight. These are two programs. Both, I get it, uh, Twin Loop hasn't won a state championship, but of course Sargent has, and you know their head coach, uh, Mike Kozel, was the coach there. Both of these programs then, in a sense, have been to Lincoln multiple times. They've won state championships, the state quarters, the state semis, nothing new to these programs. It's not exciting, it's expected out of these programs. And I'm just going to tell you, these are big football teams and mean like and i'm just telling you i spent about uh 20 minutes down on the field here and they're big fired up lots of muscle been in the weight room these two teams have beat a lot of 11 man teams so what i expect tonight is big boy slobber knocker uh football lick your knuckles and get after it well and we as we said mullen pulled away scored the last two touchdowns for a 36 to 18 win today over lawrence nelson Uh, also going on uh it is south loop 40 Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing 7 at the halftime and a couple of area games underway in uh, eight-man action. So D1 and D2 tonight. The winners advance to the state semifinals on Monday and then the state championship down in Lincoln. We have every state championship on ESPN 1460 and 1550 will be a week from Monday or two weeks from yesterday as the case may be. So you look at two teams that really aren't that much different than the two teams that played here last year, Larry. you got a couple kids that moved on, but uh, they were replaced pretty easily. But you got a bulk of these back, and I still remember at the beginning of last year, many people said, hey, Twin Loop's going to be amazing in 2017. Then they go to the state finals in 2016, and we knew the last five years what Blue Hill had in front of us. Yeah, and I think when you look at it, you know, Twin Loop brings back this year what made him special last year in Alex Horky. He's a kid that's rushed the ball for 1,900 yards in only nine games, as they've had a forfeit this year, Doug, so not ten games, only nine games. He's probably the best player on the field, very electric with the ball in his hands. So when you bring that back off a state championship team and then the type of size and physicalness that uh, Twin Loop brings, you know they'll be formative. When we look at Blue Hill, Blue Hill has a pair of 1,000-yard rushers in John Rouse and Lane Deasley. So when they line these guys up, they can do it in multiple ways. Again, this is one of those games that it might depend on who can throw the ball. They're both going to run it. The one thing I can tell you is Blue Hill, for 100 years, has played defense. Blue Hill's head coach, John Coffey, of course, was the defensive coordinator through that state championship and state championship finals run that Blue Hill had back in the late 2000s. So 
that it, it'll be a tremendous matchup. One thing that I would look for tonight, and I'm John Coffey's a smart guy, but I'm just going to tell you, Mike Kojal is one of those guys. If you remember when they, when Sargent won the state championship by beating Howells, the eight-timer, right? They did that with a different offense in that game than they'd run through the year because they didn't have to do some things through the year. Mike Kojal is a very, very smart coach, and you could see some different things out of him tonight. Yeah, they basically practiced half the season. They, they would practice half the practice for the opponent that week and half the practice for Howells. They had that luxury because they beat everybody with a running clock, and that's kind of the case so far for both of these teams. And again, fourth quarter tonight will be huge. Of a, of a, a majority of these players that start tonight haven't hardly even been on the field in the fourth quarter of a game this year. And the coaches will talk about that here coming up on the new Tech Seed pregame show. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, and our producer Steph back at the studio taking care of us as we get ready for the D2 state quarterfinals. And our coaches' interviews are coming up next, brought to you by Ravenna Sanitation. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find them in your local local yellow pages, and we will hear from the coaches right after this. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on The Breeze, getting ready for the Battle of Unbeatens, once again, Blue Hill and Twin Loop. And we're pleased to catch up with the head coach of Twin Loop, Mike Kozel. And, Coach, a little deja vu. Uh, you guys know a lot about each other, even though you're not in the same area. Uh, thanks for the time here on the show and uh, appreciate it. A great job again by this football team. Uh, I, I have to go back to something that was said last year is that last year everybody was saying, man, wait till next year. Twin Loop's going to be awesome. And then you made the state finals. So how much better is this football team than the one you took to the finals last year? Well, I think this team is pretty good, you know. And whether we're better or not, we'll probably find out uh, tonight. But, you know, I think we're really solid on defense. I think we tackle real well. And I think we're diverse on offense uh, a little more than maybe last year. Our quarterbacks develop a little more, and we can throw the ball better. Even though we haven't very much, we can. Um, you know, I just like this team's focus, and I like our completeness. I just think we're, we're sold all the way around. As you prepare for Blue Hill, kind of the same question. How do you think they're different one way or the other? Well, I think one thing that's different is last year they, they kind of alternated fullbacks. and They had two big fullbacks, and they took turns playing them and then had a, a different kid play tailback. Well, this year they they moved both of those fullbacks in the backfield and got really big and tried to get north and south, and they're going to try to – you know, be physical and ran the ball down your throat. Um, and then, if it, you know, they also use those two big pullbacks to block for the quarterback. And that's been a, a pretty effective for them this year. The quarterback is probably their most dynamic player. Uh, but those two fullbacks are what you kind of fear because they're they're big and they're good blockers and, and they're, they're a load to bring down and to, and to get off blocks. And so, you know, I think they're going to be tough. You know, they're great against the run. They were last year against us. They were better against the run than we anticipated last year. And so we're going to have to step up our game on the offensive line if we're going to move the ball. Talk with Mike Kozel, head coach at Twin Loop. Coach, for those that uh, so quickly forget, what did you think the matchup in last year's quarterfinals came down to when it was just a two-point contest? Well, I think, you know, there was a couple things. Uh, 
we were able to get something done through the air. I think you know they really made it tough at the first half for us to run the ball, and we ended up uh, being able to score two touchdowns passing the ball. I think that was important. I also think we made a field goal late in the game, which you know ended up being the difference in the game. And uh, you know I also think in this half we did a better job adjusting to some of their offensive formations. In the first half, they came out last year and got us on some stuff that we didn't defend very well. And so, you know, I'm hoping that we're prepared for stuff this year and we can kind of make things go uh, the entire game. Mike, a lot of people that haven't necessarily watched you play as we kind of talk about this time of year, some of the folks from the surrounding towns will finally get a chance to watch you play. They'll think it's just the Alex Horky show. As you mentioned, Blue Hill's got a couple of weapons when you take the offense. But, I mean, Alex is going to be a 2,000-yard rusher for you. He's your leading tackler. He is a pretty special kid. Have you changed anything with your scheme over the last few years, or has it just been plug in the kid and keep doing what you're doing? Well, I think as I've grown as a coach, I know that you need to be able to pass the ball. Now, we still are a running team first, and that's the, the foundation of our offense. I think that, but when you get, eventually you're going to run into someone that's bigger and better than you are somewhere. And so you've got to be able to throw the ball. Last year at the state championship, I thought we did a good job of throwing the ball. We just kind of ran out of bullets. We didn't have much else to throw at him. And so we've tried to be a little more diverse. And then this fall, we've spent more time working on different passing schemes and trying to be a little better and a little more diverse. We haven't always shown that because we haven't needed to, but we practice it. And I feel comfortable the kids can execute that in the game. I think that's big. The other thing is we changed our defense a couple of years ago. We went from a 4-3, which we ran for – 18 years, and we'd switch it up, and we kind of run like a, a 5-3 defense now, a little more hybrid stuff. We kind of don't necessarily have a true inside linebacker, and we change it because we didn't have a true inside linebacker. And so the Horky kids, kind of a combination safety middle linebacker. Kraus and Krumel are kind of combination defensive end outside linebacker kids. It's been really effective for us, and uh, I know I don't like to go against it. So that's one reason we switched to it, and it's worked fairly well for us. We're talking with Wolves head football coach Mike Kozel here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. When we think dynamic eight-man, we always see blowouts. I mean, we see if you're very, very good, you see a lot of those 56 to nothing type of ball games out there, and everybody thinks offense. What about your defense here a little bit? Because as we all know, usually the team that comes out on top deep in the playoffs actually does have to stop the other offense. Well, yeah, I think you're right. I think our defense is made first to stop the run. Uh, but, you know, we also believe in putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. It's how we manage the pass defense. Uh, you know, I think I was looking on max preps, and we played the, the number three, four, five, and nine leading passers in D2 this year. And we've held all those to, you know, under 30% completion percentage and very few yards. And so I think our pass defense is good. I like the way our back half of our defense really tackles. And, you know, if they do get some, you know, get a completion, we usually bring them down. You know, I think the thing about it is, is we take a lot of chances on pass defense. We put our defensive backs in sometimes uncomfortable one-on-one situations. And sometimes they get big plays, but we've been successful about making quarterbacks throw it early and getting a lot of sacks. And that'll be important to us, and we'll need to do that again. Because uh, Blue Hill, well, they'll throw the ball as well, and we got to be able to cover and Mike, uh, kind of a common question this time of the year. Both teams really haven't been tested into the fourth quarter. You've been down this road before, I reckon, back to the back-to-backs against Howells and how during the season you made sure that you kept ready for a four-quarter game that you would hope come on down the down the pike here. 
Uh, how, how are you expecting when you get into more tussles here uh, that this team's going to handle it? Well, I, I do think that is a, a big issue. Uh, is a, one of those things about sportsmanship and pulling your kids early, but not getting the conditioning you need sometimes uh, through the game. Uh, you know, last week we played a little. We played uh, our starters into the beginning of the fourth quarter, and and most of the team looked pretty good. We had a couple of kids that start to cramp up, and that that's some condition. That's some point of issue for me. Um, you know, one good thing is we do have depth in our line. Now, our top three linemen are our best linemen. We got big kids behind them that can come in and play and give us some breaks. And so we're hoping that our health is out and we can rest in those kids on special teams, this and that. And if we need a break, hopefully our, our second team will come in and be able to handle that. All right, Mike, uh, we wish you the best of luck. you got a heck of a program there for a lot of years, so keep up the good work and uh, good luck tonight. Well, thank you very much, Doug, and we appreciate KLIQ's support and coverage. That is the head football coach of the Twin Loop Wolves, Mike Koja. will come back and catch up with John Coffey of the Blue Hill Bobcats right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Getting ready for the Battle of Unbeatens here in the state quarterfinals. A little deja vu as we catch up with John Coffey, the head coach of the Blue Hill Bobcats. And, Coach, great to chat with you again. I know at the beginning of the season uh, we always anticipate what could be, and things have kind of fallen into place pretty good for your football team. Uh, How do you like where you're sitting right now? Uh, I like it really well. You know, we're healthy for the first time for a while anyhow, and and we get to play at home again for the third straight week, and our kids always play very well at home. You know, I think in the last, like, 65 games or so, we're, like, 60-5 and five at home. So, for us, it's a big confidence booster. Tell me a little bit. Uh, we can take a look at the season as a whole, but I think basically you and Twin Loop kind of have the same story. You haven't really been tested in the fourth quarter. You've played solid football all season long. What about the first two playoff games? Uh, how has those been different than maybe the regular season for you? Um, you know, we, we have one goal in mind, and it's just uh, advance every week. And, um, you know, during the playoffs, our kids come out and played very well the first quarter. I think we scored like 37 points the first quarter. Our kids were very focused. And um, we just hopefully survived the next week like we did against uh, North Central. And then we kind of knew it back early in the year that we might get twin loop and when it came out we have them and our kids are pretty excited because they get to come to our place and play this year coach uh some people will just pick up the stat sheet and go oh okay well they scored 20 or they shut somebody out some of that is obviously in in garbage time or the backups are in tell me a little bit about how the first team defense has, has stood up to the task for you this year uh, yeah our first team defense you know uh, they give up about 83 yards a game you know and um we're, we're very athletic and very physical, you know, and for eight man, if you do both of them, it helps quite a bit. And we got great senior leadership all year this year. And um, I'm just, I'm just telling you, I think our boys are ready for this game. John Coffey's the head football coach of the Blue Hill Bobcats. Well, coach, you mentioned to it, uh, it was an amazing game last year. Twin Loop uh, clipped you by two. They went on to the state championship game. And uh, we've we've heard mantras before. Uh, we saw it with Brooding Davenport, Shickley, and Fall City Sacred Heart, a rematch. Uh, we know that this is what the kids have been pointing for all season long. How different 
or how similar is Twin Loop to the team that you faced last year? Um, they're very, very similar. You know, they got that Horky kid that's a very good running back. And, you know, everything pretty much runs through him, but they have other options also like the tight end, you know, things like that. But if you can shut down 20, uh, you're going to have a good chance. You know, it's going to be a tough task for us to shut him down. Last year, we did a really good job containing him. Once you contain him, we just got to wrap him up and bring him to the ground. But pretty much it's the same. It's like you said, deja vu from last year. You know, it's two good teams going at each other and it should be a great game. And you had virtually everybody back. What's the main difference between your football team today as opposed to when you played them last season? Um, I don't. I'm going to say um, our attitude. Our attitude was really good last year, but we're on a mission right now to try to advance to another step up. You know, to into the playoffs. And I don't know. All summer they worked hard, and whatever you threw at them in practice or at a game, they always stepped up and took care of business. So I just think we're really focused right now and. Hopefully um, we'll show up and um, play Blue Hill football. We're talking with Blue Hill coach John Coffey here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Coach, uh, some people may just think it's Alex Horky versus Lane Dicely. It's, it's going to be more than that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's eight. Eight on one, you know, eight on eight, whatever you want to call it. But when we're on defense, we just call it eight on one. And then offense, you know, our line's been blocking very good for us lately. And we got more weapons than Lane. You know, our quarterback, John Rouse, he's went over 1,000 yards you know, rushing also. So we have 2,000-yard rushers. So, no, it's going to be a complete game eight on eight. So I'm just excited, and it's probably going to be one of the hardest-hitting games I've probably ever been to in an eight-man game. Should be a fun one as we're talking here with John Coffey. Will you have a little bit there, as you said, with your quarterback? Now, Oxford maybe doesn't chuck it around quite as much. What do you see from their from their quarterback? Well, I know one thing. We just got to get pressure on him to – don't let him sit in the pocket so long and get a pass off. You know, our two defensive ends are like six two, six three, and very athletic. And um, I think hopefully we can put some heat on him so it makes him rush his pass a little bit. Coach, how about uh, what we had talked about a little bit earlier? Both teams have been so dominant that you really haven't had to worry about a fourth quarter. I mean, Lawrence Nelson was your closest game of the year um, at this time of the year. Maybe the guys uh, haven't seen that full four quarters. Any concerns? Are you doing anything in practice to make sure they're prepared for a four-quarter game? Um, no. Actually, uh, we condition them quite well every day. I mean, that's one thing I'm pretty much uh, um, particular about is staying in shape no matter if it's two quarters or four quarters. And for practice, we make sure we condition at the end of practice, just preparing for what we're coming up against t- tonight. So, um no, we'll be in shape and we'll be ready to go. Coach, uh, this is that fun time of the year where maybe guys or gals uh, haven't seen you play all year, but they want to come watch Blue Hill. They've been following their school. They get knocked out of the playoffs or something like that. What else do we need to know about your team as far as special teams or something special that has happened with your squad this year? We have a very good special teams. You know, Joe Mackey, he's our kicker, and he's been kicking them in the end zone, say, like, out of 50 times, he's probably kicked it in the end zone 45 out of the 50 times. So that will really help us a lot, you know, pinning them down. And he's, he's a punter also, and he does a great job punting. So, I mean, we got more weapons just in offense and defense. Our special teams are pretty good also. Well, Coach, this should be a great one. I can tell you're fired up. I know the kids are fired up, and uh, someone's going to have a heck of a story to tell after this one's all over. So best <laughs> of luck tonight. All right, thank you very much for covering us. Uh, We're going to play Blue Hill football. That is the head coach of the Bobcats, John Coffey, here, and we will be back with the starting lineups as we get ready for a rematch of last year and a battle of unbeatens on the Breeze. I was born and raised here in Hastings, Nebraska. My mom was in and out of hospitals since the age I was two. 
and I lost her when I was six. And every time I walked past that room, the memories I had with her and being with her has helped me be a more empathetic caregiver. It's an honor to be in the presence of people that took care of my mom. They made me feel always at home and again, like I was an extension of them. I am the person I am today because of them. You cannot teach compassion, you cannot teach empathy. That's something that's just a part of you. If I can just make a difference in one person's life, then I've, I've done my job. This is just the way that we care for our patients here and their families. I'm Megan Marble, Nursing Quality and Improvement Advisor at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. The Breeze 94.5. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on the Breeze 94.5. It is time for the starting lineups. Brought to you here on the Breeze by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And first off, we will look at the starting lineup for the visitors, the Wolves from Twin Loop, which is Sargent and Loop County. The center is number 93, 6'2", 175-pound senior Joe Krumel. The guards are number 40, 6'3", 215-pound senior Spencer Keefe. And number 51, 6'3", 215-pound senior, Braden Stroll. At the ends, number 10, 5'9", 145-pound senior, Colton Brown. And number 32 is 6'2", 180-pound senior, Hunter Krause. The fullback is number 30, 5'6", 160-pound sophomore, Colby Coons. The all-state eyeback is number 20, 5'9", 175-pound senior, Alex Horky. And the quarterback is number 7, 6'1", 190-pound senior, Rowdy Oxford. Head coach Mike Kozel, assisted by Rusty Rupert, Zane Young, and Corey Barrett, and those assistant coaches know a little bit about football, too. Yeah, they do, Doug. This this staff is is, is what, what I'd say, and you get that in some of these towns, sometimes kind of an all-star piece. And, of course, uh, Twin Loop comes in undefeated at 10-0, playing nine games, one of those via the forefoot. They are ranked second in the Omaha World-Herald. Think Third in the Lincoln Journal Star, BDS was one in one paper, and then they put Fall City Sacred Heart number two, and uh, we have three and four for Blue Hill in those rankings, so both in the top four. For the Blue Hill Bobcats, the center is number 61, 6'1", 205-pound junior, Tony Bauman. The guards on the left side, number 77, 5'11", 185-pound senior, Grant Streff, and the right guard, number 33, 5'11", 185-pound senior, Ethan Sharp. At the ends, number 18, 6'3", 195-pound senior Trent Carr, and number 22, 6'2", 180-pound senior McCoy Mankey. In the backfield, the fullback is number 42, 5'8", 200-pound senior Trent Court. He opens the holes for number 27, the eyeback, 6'2", 215-pound senior Lane Dicely. And the quarterback, number 3, 5'9", 165-pound senior John Rouse. Blue Hill is also undefeated, 10-0 on the season, coached by John Coffey, assisted by Tim Streff, Riley Arms, Jake Botman, and Tyler Otten. And uh, Blue Hill, boy, one, one of the reasons you can't find Rouse is because he's running behind some of those big boys up front. Yeah, no doubt about it. And when there's any type of fake, you know, uh, Dicely is huge at 6'2", 215, and he's every inch of that. Well, that is what we've got tonight. And as far as the injuries, that's the good news. Uh, both teams are in pretty good shape. A couple kids may be out tonight, but they're not on the too deep. And another thing is, you know, you don't have an eight-man team here. There's a full roster for Twin Loop. I mean, they've got 30 kids on this football team. Blue Hill, pretty good staff as well. So 
uh, throughout the season. They can kind of practice against each other with two deep. Well, you can practice against each other, but when you start talking about injuries in football, Doug, this time of year, there's lots of them, and they just seem to happen. You talked about it in the pregame with both coaches as we talked to them, and you talked about maybe the, you know, are your guys fourth quarter ready because you haven't played a lot? Where it pays off, Doug, is you get to this spot in the season and you're healthy. These kids have got a third of the snaps versus a lot of the teams they're playing because they have been able to stand around. Well, those are the starting lineups as we get ready for state quarterfinal football between the Twin Loop Wolves and the Blue Hill Bobcats. You're listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on The Breeze. We'll be back in a minute. You're talking sports or farming. One thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The South Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need, offering internet and mobile banking. Log on to southcentralstatebank.com. Good luck, sports teams from the South Central State Bank, member FDIC. The Breeze 94.5. Of course, it's not just high school football tonight. There's some basketball going on. Hastings College men and their home opener Getting ready to tip off at 7 o'clock tonight. Mike Will will have the call from Lynn Farrell Arena on 1230 KHAS. The Nebraska men's basketball team has an exhibition game with Northwood of Michigan. That's at 7 o'clock on ESPN 1550. As we said, we've had some scores. In fact, uh, kind of the ironic thing, this is the last game. There are a couple of 6 o'clock games that are set to kick off. Our scoreboard update brought to you by Furniture Direct, delivering the score. Furniture Direct delivers to your door. Get free local delivery, setup, and removal on any Beautyrest mattress purchase. Get more than you expect when you shop Furniture Direct just south of Sonic and Hastings and online at FurnitureDirectHastings.com. First off in D1, in the fourth quarter, it is East Butler leading number one Creighton 24-20, and Howells Dodge has jumped out on Johnson Brock. 18 to 14 in the west bracket boy didn't expect this blowout south loop 48 chambers wheeler central ewing seven and in the second quarter medicine valley leading perkins county by a score of 12 to 6 in d2 mullen a winner today over lawrence nelson 36 to 18 fall city sacred heart scores in the final 30 seconds and the defending champion clip bloomfield 15 to 14 bruning davenport shickley leading Why Not by a score of 24-6. to six. And we're just about ready to kick off here between Blue Hill and Twin Loop. And that is the scoreboard update brought to you by Furniture Direct. We deliver the score here on the breeze. Furniture Direct delivers to your door just south of Sonic and Hastings and online at FurnitureDirectHastings.com. We're about ready for football. The Blue Hill Bobcats and the Twin Loop Wolves. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. We'll kick it off in the state D2 quarterfinals on the breeze. KLIQ FM, Hastings, Grand Island, Kearney, right after this timeout. 
You've made a smart choice when choosing Glenwood for your home and business technology needs. Glenwood has an array of phone, fiber internet, phone service and systems, data backup, and IT consulting. At Glenwood, all services are backed by a tech-savvy local team of customer service professionals that offer local support with exceptional customer service. Learn more online at gtmc.net or to speak with one of our service representatives, please call 402-303-1000. That's 402-303-1000. Ron's Pharmacy is your HealthMart Pharmacy in Blue Hill with complete pharmacy service, including mail-out service. Ron's Pharmacy also has school supplies, American greeting cards, Russell Stover's candies, and Timex watches. You can trust and depend on Ron's Pharmacy because they've been serving you for more than 30 years. Ron's Pharmacy proudly supports academics and athletics in Blue Hill and wishes all the athletes and coaches good luck. Ron's Pharmacy, your Blue Hill HealthMart Pharmacy. For all your furniture and flooring needs, stop at Blue Hill Furniture. In business since 1889, Blue Hill Furniture has the stability, selection, and quality of larger stores to go with friendly service and competitive prices. Top brand names, too. If you're looking for a single piece or an entire room, Blue Hill Furniture will take care of you. Better Buys in Blue Hill, located at 501 West Gage. For your convenience, they accept Visa and MasterCard. Blue Hill Furniture proudly supports Blue Hill Athletics and Academics. The National Anthem has been played, and we are ready for football. Doug Duda, Larry Baker. Larry, what are you looking for here in this first quarter? Here's what it'll boil down to, Doug. The defense for the Wolves, I think. Blue Hill's got to get this offense going. Now, it is all about who you played, I understand, but you're talking about a... Wolves defense that's only surrendered 82 total points on the season and only 1,300 yards, Doug. They don't give up yards. They've given up 750 yards rushing and 600 yards is all through the air. Now, those stats don't usually look like that when you're playing a lot of backups. So that means they're deep. Their backups have been able to continue to play like that. Blue Hill runs a smash-it-at-you offense. They come with two guys that are over 1,000, and the big running back, Lane Dicely, he's 6'2", 215, not a burner, but Doug, he's an absolute load. He'll be easy to find. Can twin loop tackle him? And Blue Hill will get the ball to start the football game. They'll be moving from south to north. We are ready to kick it away here in the state high school football quarterfinals. And the boot is going to be a high, fairly short kick that Blue Hill will take at the 6-yard line. Up the middle of the 10, the 15, and a good hit right across the 20-yard line. On the kick returner, Joe Mackin, first down and 10 for the Bobcats at the 22. Yeah, and Alex Horky comes in and just smashes him. I suppose in his mind, he says, you guys are going to smash me about 50 times tonight. I'm going to get my licks in. And you saw it right there, Doug. On the first play, we had a big hit. You're going to get a lot of them tonight. And I am so anxious to see the adrenaline out there for Blue Hill. Uh, You just heard Coach Coffey in the pregame, we're ready to go, we're ready to go, we're ready to go. How much of the adrenaline, how can they keep it under control here, especially when they start the game with the football here in front of the home fans? First down and 10 in the dark blue with black uniforms. Out of the shotgun with both backs in front of the quarterback, John Rouse. And Rouse is going to be a direct snap to the up back across the 30, the 35, and out to the 36-yard line. Enough for a first down. They just snapped it right to uh, Dicely, and he went straight ahead for a gain from the 22 to the 36, a gain of 14. Yeah, that was like a little single wing play where you don't know where the ball is going to get snapped to. You know, another new little wrinkle there. 
They're not afraid to give you some different looks on offense either. And here, now they line up in that uh, kind of double wing look. Only the quarterback is not under center. Rouse in the empty backfield. They'll send Dicely in motion from left to right. Rouse will follow him. He might have fumbled the football. It's on the ground. And Twin Loops saying they've got it. But I think Blue Hill jumped on top, didn't they? Nope. No. Sargent's got it. Twin Loops got the football. Yeah, Doug. They're, they tried to show Jet Sweep. They were gonna. They took Dicely across the formation. They were gonna show jet sweep, and it was just quarterback uh, follow there. He was gonna take and uh, take quarterback lead there, Doug. And the ball just. I mean, they fumbled it off the hip of Dicely. So it'll be first down and ten. Twin Loop will have it at the Blue Hill thirty. Four-yard line, and on the first play of the game, Blue Hill comes crashing through, Larry, to take care of business. Yeah, uh, Twin Loop came out in a spread set, gun spread set there, Doug, and nobody was fooled, absolutely nobody. Uh, there, uh, Rowdy Oxford tried to take the ball around the end, and there's nothing doing. They're going to say a loss of four there for the quarterback, Rowdy Oxford. It'll be second down and 14 now at the 38. Back under center, pitch play, Horky. Left side doesn't like it, comes back up on the high. Hash mark to the 35, gets to the 30, to the 29-yard line. Again, on the play of about eight yards. They had the wrong uh, yardage spot up on the scoreboard there, so I'm double-checking on that. It's going to be third down and about five yards to go, so a good gain at nine on the play. Yeah, the key was there when we talked about this. Horky's not easy to find. He made a great cut there. So third down and five, ball at the 29-yard line. Oxford wants to roll out to his right and throw. Looking, he's got receivers. Pump fake, he'll run. 25, looks to avoid the big hit, and he'll be brought down at the 23-yard line. Joe Mackett is out there, and that should be enough for a twin loop first down, and it is. Yeah, that was uh, Rowdy Oxford is a big kid, Doug. He's six foot, 190 pounds, and he got that out on the edge. Everything was covered. Blue Hill did a nice job there. So it'll be first down and 10. Blue Hill fumbled on their second play of the football game. Twin Loop took over at their 34-yard line, and now they have it first down and 10 at the 23. And they'll hand it to Oxford, little counter to the right side. He's looking to move the pile. He gets into the secondary, to the 15, to the 14-yard line, and boy, Blue Hill looked like they had the old hole plugged up there, but it didn't matter. A gain of about seven on the play. It's going to be second down and three. Yeah, John Rouse. And Ethan Sharp there to make the tackle for Blue Hill. Doug, you talked about the emotion of Blue Hill, and they've had it. You know, you heard Coach Coffey. Anytime you hear a coach start talking about mission and summer, they've talked about playing these guys for a long time. Second down and three. They'll turn. They'll hand it to Oxford off the right side again. He's patient. He finds his blockers. He gets his way down to the 10. Yeah, that's Horky. Uh, or excuse me, Horky. The eyeback, excuse me. Oxford giving it to Horky, who should have enough for the first down. They're eyeing it right now, and they will move the chains a gain of four. Yeah, they've run that now two plays in a row. Simple counter. They rick what, what you call ricochet the fullback. Send the fullback left. Eyeback takes one step left and then winds it back right. And if and 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 if you've got linebackers reading the fullback and you ricochet him, Horky will get loose. First and ten at the eleven. They'll give it to Horky again off that right side. This time he spins inside the 10 to the 8. Maybe give him the 7. They like what they see over there off the right guard. Yeah, and Blue Hill just needs to stiffen up here because like we talked about, they've talked about this mission, summer, you know, talking about this, and you heard it in the pregame show. We feel like if we take care of Horky, we'll be all right tonight. You heard Coach Coffey talk about that. What you don't want is to kind of have them pull their heart out where Horky just takes it to you on drive one. Second down and sixth. Ball at the seven-yard line of the Bobcats. 
And they will get Horky out of the backfield, empty backfield. They'll swing it out here. He's got the completion. He breaks a tackle, gets to the five, dives for the end zone, and he is out of bounds, stepping out of the attempted tackle of Ethan Sharp, who couldn't wrap him up in a backfield where it would have been a loss. Instead, he's down at the one, first and goal. Yeah, and this was the spot you heard both coaches talk, Doug, in the pregame, that we have to be able to tackle Right there, Ethan Sharp did a great job, followed the motion, was there to make the play, and just didn't grab enough cloth. So first down and goal, Oxford under center. Oxford turns, hands it off, and into the end zone. Twin Loop has the first touchdown of the ball game. Yeah, and there, Doug, they went with the fullback. Colby Coons takes it in on the first touch for a 6 nothing lead. So, And if you're Blue Hill, you're okay. Here you have on your second play from scrimmage, you fumble the ball uh, in minus territory. So you know that that's trouble. Now just right the ship, keep the emotion. Now an important part, obviously when you look back at last year's game, which was just a two-point game, the extra points. And Twin Loop will kick it with the senior Hunter Krause. Horky is the holder. They're trying to put him up 7 nothing. Snap perfect, placement down, the kick is pounded, and it is up, and it is good. With 8.36 to go in the first quarter, Twin Loop takes advantage of the fumble, marches 34 yards, and is up 7-0 here on the breeze. Do you have a passion for athletics? Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. The Breeze 94.5. As always, a big thank you here to our many fine sponsors, Doug Duda, Larry Baker, as Twin Loop ready to kick it away again here to uh, get this thing going after kicking it away to start the game. Now, Krause just takes like two steps and then boots it, and this again will be returnable. It'll be taken at the two-yard line. Up the middle of the football field is Mackin. He gets to the 15, to the 20. They try to strip the ball as he comes to the outside, and that will tackle him just across the 20-yard line, but... Twin Loop didn't actually try to go low and tackle him. They tried to rip that out of his arms. Yeah, they did, which is always, you know, it's a good thing, but you got to be careful. You don't want to get too greedy. So first down and 10 now. Again, Blue Hill fumbled on the second play of the football game, and that allowed Twin Loop the short field. Out of that shotgun with the snap is quarterback John Rouse. He'll take it. Quarterback follow again over the right side. He's got a hole. 30, 35, 40. He's got a foot race. Two men chasing him to the 30, to the 20, and Rouse will be shoved out of bounds inside the 10-yard line. First down and goal. They'll mark him out officially at the 12. Yeah, and Colby Coons did a great job for Twin Loop staying with that play. Now, there, Doug, was vintage Blue Hill. They line up with the two fullbacks, as they call them, on each side of the quarterback, yet in front of them, and they flowed everybody to one side and just let the quarterback keep it. That's straight quarterback power. That's Blue Hill football. That is a 44-yard run, and it'll bring up first down and 10. They'll mark the ball at the 13-yard line of Twin Loop. Now back under center with an offset eye here for the quarterback, Rouse. Long count, turn, hands it to Dicely, follows his center, now comes off right guard inside the 10. He'll get down to about the 7.5-yard line, a gain of 6 on the play. It'll be second down and about 5, 4.5, yeah. 5. There's straight ISO and 77, Grant Streff did a fabulous job there, Doug. Big block, got his guy turned, and then just ran him. 
See, this is where your Blue Hill just settled down here. You've just seen their base offense. They tried to get a little bit cute with their jet in the first drive. Second down and five from the eight-yard line. Out of that deep pistol again is Rouse. He's going to follow again around the right side. This time, nowhere to go. Twin Loops got him wrapped up. Trent Court just had too many guys to block when he got to the edge. He couldn't block all three of them, and it's going to be a loss on the play of about a yard. It'll be third down. Yeah, that was the same play as we had on the 40-yard run, Doug, and Blue Hill on the first time. They got the end kicked out, and the other back through was able to seal that outside backer there. There was no edge set whatsoever. These third downs in these condensed areas on the field are the big important plays. 7.15 to go here in the first quarter. 7-0 Twin Loop. Third down and all of five yards to go at the Twin Loop. Eight here for the Bobcats. They'll empty the backfield for Rouse. He's got twins to the right and an end to the left. They'll hand it off on the jet sweep. And Dicely's trying to get to the corner. And he will get into the end zone for the touchdown. A seven-yard touchdown run for Lane Dicely. Yeah, that was a really nice run. We talked about this, Doug. Dicely is a big dude. And Braden Stroll uh, for Twin Loop met him in the backfield. And you're not arm tackling Lane Dicely. I can tell you that right now. And that's exactly what Twin Loop tried to do. And he just flat ran through him. It was a good job of being patient, patient, patient there by your quarterback, John Rouse. And they will also kick the extra points here. Joe Mackin is the kicker. Kind of unusual, he is a left-footed kicker, so Rouse sets up on the other side. Snap good, placement good, the kick is away, and the kick is just inside that right upright and good. So Blue Hill fumbled it on their first possession, but each team has scored on their next possession with 6.56 to go. Here in the first quarter of the D2 State quarterfinals, it's Blue Hill and Twin Loop tied at 7 on the breeze. Where do you get more super score? Shopping centered around you, you, you. One stop shop that gives you more. Shopping centered around you, you, you. Where you get more? Superstore Alex. Superstore. The Breeze 94.5. Here, state football action brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Want to update some scores? Brooding Davenport Shickley leads Wynott 32 to 12 in the second quarter. And as we said, Mullen beat Lawrence Nelson and Fall City Sacred Heart a winner over Bloomfield. And now. Blue Hill will boot it away for the first time. It's returnable at the five-yard line. Horky up the left side to the 10, the 15. Tries to get a block. Still on his feet, 20-25. Bouncing off Blue Hill defenders. Gets to the 30 and finally brought down by Joe Mackett. Yeah, that was a really good job there by Blue Hill. And Mackey does a great job keeping him in his sights, Doug. Horky gets back there and he's incredibly patient. He'll allow it all to happen in front of him. And then once he picks his spot, boom, he'll go. He gets that all the way out, uh, getting close to midfield. And it is first down and 10. Ball at the 31-yard line of Twin Loop. Quick snap, Horky off the left side. They'd ran him off the right side most of the first drive, and he'll get out to the 34-yard line. Short gain on the play, considering Horky, who averages, well, a lot every time he touches it, a gain of three. Yeah, there, Blue Hill did a fabulous job on defense there, Doug, because I can't give you who made the tackle. And whenever you have that situation, uh, you know you're rallying to the ball. They waste no time, hustle up. 
Send the fullback to the offset eye here on the left side. Then they'll run a little counter here and across the 35 and working his way to the 39 in a hurry, of course, will be the eye back, Alex Horky. And it'll be third down and about three yards to go. Yeah, Horky's had 41 touchdowns on the year, Doug. That's a staggering number in only nine games. He's carried it six times now for 31 yards here in the first quarter of play. So we are tied at seven. little third down and medium here for Twin Loop. Blue Hill would love to get off the field here, Doug, and get that offense back going. Big guards up there, maybe a little younger at the end position. On third down and three, Oxford. He's going to throw the ball. He's got a man wide open down the middle of the field on a one-route coverage. It's underthrown for Krause, and he cannot get it. It was just a touch underthrown. He came back for it, but Trent Carr was able to get a hand up there and knock it away, or excuse me, Ockingay was able to get a hand up there and knock it away for Blue Hill. And Coach Coffey is furious all the way out onto the field to the numbers, screaming, you cannot let Twin Loop get that guy behind the safety if you're Blue Hill. Their running game is too good, Doug. You have to, as a defense, force Twin Loop uh, to run the football. And Twin Loop is going to line up to go for it at their own 38-yard line, fourth and three. Oxford, hard count, and then one of his offensive linemen jumped. And so that'll bring a punter out. And how many times have these teams punted? It's about 14, I think, total on the year. Yeah, and that's a deal where you threw the deep ball to the tight end and the seam on third down because you knew you were going to go for it on fourth. Now you're in a situation where you are probably going to have to punt it. We've seen Oxford drop back a couple times. He just ran with it. You know, you haven't had a chance to throw up much, and maybe they were eager to do that here. So ready to pump the ball away. Krause awaits the snap, boots it. It is extremely high. Fair catch called for and then fumbled and then picked up back at about the three-yard line. So a punt that time of 36 yards, and Blue Hill will start in the shadow of its own end zone. Yeah, and you can turn momentum, uh, Doug, with a punter. And down in pregame, we were watching him boom those about 50 yards, and they were extremely high. He's a weapon. Yeah, I think both teams have good kickers in this football game. And again, I said it, when you don't have to work on the fundamentals as much at the beginning of the year with young teams, you've got so much more time to work on things like special teams and onside kicks and other plays like that. So it'll be first down and 10. They'll mark it at their own three-yard line. Rouse out of that shotgun here for Blue Hill, 7-7. There's that direct snap again to Dicely, but this time they're right on top of it. Slowing it up is Rafe Rupert, and he'll get across the five to about the seven. They did that with Dicely once before. Yeah, that's with Dicely. That's where he it does. It's nice to have him down there. You're in the shadow of your own end zone. The playbook gets a lot smaller down there. But when you've got a dude that's 215 pounds toting the rock, you can do things with him. Gets the quarterback out of the way. Sometimes the teams will put that quarterback out there as a blocker. Instead here, they're just putting him behind. This time, Rouse out of the pistol will take it. He wants to follow Dicely around the left side, and he is going to be stood up at the 9, work his way to the 10-yard line, a gain of about 3, and it'll be 3rd and 3. Yeah, and this is kind of interesting. Uh, Blue Hill made all their money off the right side on that first touchdown drive, and now they're come out to the left. Twin Loop made all their money on the le- or right side, and now they've moved to the other side in each uh, drive. So third down and three, Blue Hill is at their own 10-yard line, 7-7 with 4.20 to go here in the first quarter of play. And still out of that pistol with both backs in front of him is going to be Rouse. Rouse takes the hard count, wants to throw the football, and he's got it complete to his end. Trent Carr, who's got the first down, not a big gain, but he gets enough, it would look like, at the 14-yard line, and that would be a first down. But they are still looking at it here. 
Yeah, they are. They just ran a tight end drag there. They drug him all the way across. And the, the linebacker did a good job, Doug, picking him up. The linebacker there was Colby Coons. And it is enough for the first down. So uh, we'll move the chains here. Each team with four first downs in the first quarter. And Blue Hill has it first and ten at their own 14-yard line. Now Rouse under center with Dicely behind him. Hard count. Give it to Lane. Big hole off the left side. Gets to the 15 to the 20. And he's going to bust his way out to about the 23-yard line. Good hard run over the left side. And in on the tackle, Spencer Keefe for Twin Loop. Yeah, Doug, I can't tell right now if Twin Loop is slanting. Uh, but what's happening is their D linemen are completely getting turned to where the offensive lineman's entire backside is to the hole. I mean, they're just getting spun. A nine-yard gain. Good job up there by Grant Streff to open the hole on that left side. So second and one, chance to do about anything here. Get out of that offset eye. Rouse is under center. Hard count. He's going to fake the handoff, wants to roll out and run option to the right side, but Twin Loop stacks him up and pushes him backward. He's going to lose some yards. Braden Stroll got him up high. Horky and Coons got him down, or excuse me, Horky got him down low, along with the man, Spencer Keith, that made the last tackle, and it's going to be a loss of one. It'll be third and a yard and a half. Yeah, and that time, Doug, uh, Braden Stroll didn't get turned. He's just been getting spun there. There he played with his hands, and Horky held him up, and Stroll was able to get there. So third and one, and they go back to the pistol look here for Rouse. Let's see if he gets it or if they directly snap it to Dicely. Hard count, and it's a high snap to the quarterback who comes straight ahead, and Rouse should have enough for the first down across the 25 out to the 26. Move the chains here for the Bobcats. Well, I will tell you, this Bobcat um, offensive line, Doug, looks really good. You heard Coach Coffey talk about the fact that he feels like his offensive line is really blocking and they're, they're a team with some attitude, and he just, as you said, felt like they were ready. They're showing that right here. They're controlling this line of scrimmage on this side of the ball. Also want to welcome those listening online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. It's first down and 10 for the Bobcats at their own 26-yard line in a 7-7 game. Quarterback draw off the left side, and he swallowed up immediately. It was a high snap. He wanted to go with that belly option fake to his uh, eyeback slash fullback at Dicely, but Horky was in there with Joe Krumel to make the tackle after a gain of a couple up to the 29-yard line. We'll give him a benefit of three, second and seven. Yeah, and Trent Court, number 42, he's the 5'8", 200-pound bowling ball that's in the backfield as well. They split him all the way out there, Doug. Uh, and just had him run kind of an outside route to drag the outside linebacker with him. Back to that pistol with both backs in front of him. On second down and seven. Back to pass, looking, looking. He's got a man on the right side, Carr, and he will overthrow Trent at the 30-yard line. Coons on the coverage. You know, they always got a man. Got to be careful how many times we say that, but it is incomplete third down. Doug, there they ran. I call it the old eight-man super cross. They take the two ends and just cross them and hope they get lost there. Got to keep your eyes in it. As a defensive back, as our buddy Bob Jensen says, one reason you can throw the ball in high school, it's just very tough to defend it. Not many teams have to practice it. Not many teams are that good at it. Third down now in seven at their own 29-yard line. The Bobcats with John Rouse takes the snap. One step forward, one step back, throws it down the right flank, and it is complete into Twin Loop territory at the 32-yard line to McCoy Mankey. First down and 10 for the Bobcats. Yeah, and Cooper Coons was on the coverage there, Doug, and that coverage was not very good. I'm telling you, 
it's going to be the passing game for both of these teams tonight, both these offenses that will be the difference. They both want to run it. It's who they are. Who can get that passing game going? Because the running game for that team will open up dramatically. A 19-yard completion for the Bobcats. First and 10 in Wolves territory at the 33-yard line. Back to that pistol look here, and it's a direct snap to Dicely Off the right side, he moves the pile to the 25-yard line, and they'll put the ball at the 24. Good, strong run on first down. A gain of eight. It's going to be second down and two. Yeah, two defensive linemen there for Twin Loop, Doug. We're literally on their backs. The push right now that Blue Hill is getting is significant. And when you have not been popped like that all year long, Sometimes it comes as a little bit of a surprise. Second and two at the 24 of Twin Loop. 7-7 here. Back under center is Rouse with the offset eye strong to the left. That's where they'll run Dicely. Then he comes back up over center, has the first down inside the 20 to the 19, a gain of five. Doug, I'm very impressed right now with the coaching of Blue Hill. Uh, Braden Stroll, he's 6'3", 215 in that D-tackle spot, and he's a really good football player. He's playing tilted. So instead of lining up in the gap or head up with the guy where you're facing him, he's playing tilted, like playing off to uh, the old lineman's side, and they're just blowing him out. First down and 10 at the 19-yard line. Final minute of the first quarter here for Blue Hill. High snap to Rouse. He's going to go quarterback draw to the left side, and they'll stack him up at the 15-yard line. Got pretty good action there. He just explodes and really wasn't touched till he was four yards upfield. It's going to be a gain of five, and it'll be second down and five. Surprised how much Rouse has run the ball, even though you knew that coming in, that that was a pretty good split between him and Dicely. Well, right now, these Blue Hill coaches understand the mistake that Twin Loop's making up front, and they're going to exploit it, and they're praying whoever Twin Loop has upstairs doesn't see it. Second and five. Now they'll offset to the right side. Last play of the quarter. Rouse gives it to Dicely right up the middle, but he is wrecked from behind as he gets maybe a half yard. Good job coming in there on the outside. Pretty much untouched, trying to pick up uh, who that is for a twin loop. That Spencer Keith comes in there and wraps him up, and it's going to be no gain on the play for Dicely, and that'll be the end of the first quarter of play. Blue Hill fumbled on the second play of the game, but then each team scored, and the Bobcats are on the move again. Third and five at the twin loop, 14, when we start the second quarter. 7-7, back in a minute on the breeze. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. Thramers Food Center is located in downtown Blue Hill. At Thramers, they take pride in their fresh meat produce and their fast-friendly hometown service. Stop in for their daily lunch specials, some home fried chicken, or any of their delicious deli items. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 to 5.30. Good luck, Bobcats, from Tim and Deb and the crew at Thramers Food Center in Blue Hill. Breeze 94.5. Doug Duda, Larry Baker. Glad to have you along here at Blue Hill. Thanks to Athletic Director Ben Jones and the many fine sponsors. As we start the second quarter, 7-7, and it's Blue Hill ball, third and five at the Twin Loop 14. Rouse will be out of that pistol with both backs in front of him. 
Long count, takes the snap, wants to throw the post to the end zone. He's open, he jumps, he catches it. Touchdown, Blue Hill. Doug, that was really good. They just threw the fade there. Trent Carr, by the way, excuse me. Yep, and here's what's happening. When Twin Loop, when, when Blue Hill is splitting a receiver, the Twin Loop defender is only going about halfway and he's staying completely turned inside. He's a run man. He's not, they are not playing pass. So there, Blue Hill just took advantage of it and said, we'll throw you the fade because we've got so much leverage. Twin Loop had no chance there. Now ready to kick the extra point is going to be Joe Mackin. So the offenses are moving. We've seen punts, but offense seems to be working. The left-footed kick is, looked like it's hooked, yeah. It was a low hook, and the kick is no good. But a 14-yard touchdown pass on the opening play of the second quarter puts the Bobcats in front for the first time from uh, Rouse to Trent Carr, and it is 13-7 Blue Hill, six seconds into quarter number two. We'll kick it off again after this. The South Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need, offering internet and mobile banking. Log on to southcentralstatebank.com. Good luck, sports teams from the South Central State Bank, member FDIC. The Breeze 94.5. A 76-yard drive. And it was a nice punt by Krause to pit him down there, but a 76-yard drive finished off with the touchdown. Yeah, demoralizer because there was a lot of tough running in there, but there were several passes that got thrown, Doug, uh, and completed. So we're ready to boot it away again here for Blue Hill. And Twin Loop will watch it sail into the end zone. Nothing Horky can do, and the best thing you can do to keep it out of Horky's hands is kick it into the end zone. That's exactly what Mackin did. Yeah, and right here, Twin Loop's got to get going. If you're Blue Hill, you can squeeze some life out of them here to get a stop. Missed extra point, big deal in games like this down the road. And I did see in pregame warm-up where the Blue Hill kicker missed more than he made in in uh, in kicking extra points in the pregame. Well, he's got plenty of leg, and it just looked like he tried to put too much into that one. So 13-7, to Twin Loop now trails. They'll take over at their first down and 10 at the 15. They give it to Horky, and they ankle tackle him as he jumps forward from the line of scrimmage to the 17 by Dicely. And again, that is the difference between you don't grab that ankle and he gets 25 and you grab that ankle and he gets three. Yeah, and I think he's gone there. Um, He was going to go. They had it all sealed up and Dicely did a great job there. Again, the winner here will get Mullen, who was able to win the fourth quarter, 36-18 today over Lawrence Nelson. Counterplay right side, running into a wall is Horky, and he cannot get out of there. Sometimes you see him pop away once that wall's there, and they lose where he's at, and he's going to lose two here. It's third and nine. Well, here's the key now. Is Blue Hill in their possession, Doug, when they went 76 yards, they threw the ball three or four times to get them out of these spots. They didn't just rely on that run game. Can Twin Loop do that? Here they are in third and uncomfortable. They're going to have to throw the ball. So third down and nine, and this is a whole different situation when uh, you know you're going to throw the football as opposed to just play action pass. And they might just hand it to Horky. Third down. Nope. Back to pass Oxford. It's a shovel pass, and Horky just got derailed. Decleated by Trent Carr. And excuse me, that wasn't Horky. That was Cooper Coons who came out of the slot. But they tried to run a shovel pass, and he's going to lose six on the play. Fourth down and 15. Yeah, Trent Carr. That's a name that's been around Blue Hill a long time. The Cars, K-A-R-R. Very Blue Hill specific. So they will pump the ball away from their own 10-yard line. 
Kraus to do so. He's got a great leg. Blue Hill looks like they're going to bring some pressure. High snap, and we have whistles and maybe a penalty flag. And we'll see who moved. Because Blue Hill looked like they got a really good jump. Did they jump the gun, or did somebody cause them to jump? And it's been very clean. This is only the second penalty, Doug. And it is offsides on Blue Hill, so it was too good of a jump. Yep, each team now with one penalty for five yards. And that really doesn't hurt too much. You still got them inside the 15, and it is fourth down and 10 now. Ball at the 15, right where they started. So Blue Hill's up 13-7 to with 10.09 to go here in the first half. And Joe Mackin's got a tough job, Doug, return, or catching this. It is kicked so high, those are tough to get. So Hunter Kraus now ready, and they snap it over his head, and he's going to do the smart thing and make sure it goes out of the end zone for a safety. So that takes care of what happened on the conversion the last time, but it does remain a one-possession game, 15-7 to now. Blue Hill and a free kick coming up for Twin Loops. So kind of the rarity there, Larry. Blue Hill made the mistake offsides, and it ended up getting them two points because Twin Loop with the high snap. Yeah, that's getting paid off, <laughs> Doug, and, and you're going to get the ball back if you're Blue Hill. The interesting thing here is is Blue Hill weathered the storm. They fumble the second play, and then Twin Loop, they didn't scoop and score. They took it half the field in a really big boy tough drive, went down and scored, and you went, oh, here we go. Blue Hill gets the ball back and ties the game. And then goes stops Twin Loop and then goes all the way down the field and now just got a big play on another stop. Blue Hill has seized the momentum in this game. So let's see what happens here for Twin Loop. The Wolves able to grab the early momentum after Blue Hill fumbled on the second play of the game, a 34-yard touchdown drive. Coon snuck it in after Oxford got him down there. I'm sure. And ever since then, it's been all Blue Hill. I'm sure they'll punt this, Doug. They're punters. I mean, they've got a great kicker, but I think it'll be a punt. And because he can boot it so high, if he can get yourself a 40-yard punt with that kind of air, you're going to be okay. And that's exactly what they're going to do as Krause picks it up off the ground, gets ready to punt the football away. And again, you got to make sure you field it. One step. The punt is away. It's going to be fielded at the 25-yard line. On the run, too, by Mack at 30, 35, 40 into twin loop territory. And he's going to be grabbed there by Horky at the 39-yard line. And Blue Hill will start in Wolves territory. First down and 10 already up 15-7 to with plenty of time to go here in quarter number two, 9-57. Yeah, there's been so many haymakers thrown kind of in this game. It feels like still 10 minutes left in the second quarter. And again, the winner gets Mullen. If it's Blue Hill, they're on the road. If it's Twin Loop, they'll host it. First and 10 at the 39 of Twin Loop. Rouse is under center. He'll send Court in motion, hand it off to Disley. Disley will follow him and just plow forward over that left end to the 34-yard line and gain a five. Yeah, right now Blue Hill is just taking advantage of the uh, uh, tremendous advantage their offensive line has given them. They're just taking this thing straight ahead. You know, when you think about hunger in this thing, Blue Hill is a pretty storied program. It's been since 2008 they've been to the finals, Doug, and they've been in the quarters and semis a lot of times since. Now they put Rouse in the shotgun with both backs ahead. They've got basically the two looks. They really haven't spread it out at all. And Rouse wants to follow his backs to the left side. He squirts through inside the 30 to the 25. He stood up there, but he's got enough for the first down. A gain of nine on the play for the quarterback, John Rouse. Yeah, he did a great job, Dicely, on that on that quarterback power. They take the near fullback, and he kicks out the end, and the other fullback 
wraps in like in an 11-man play the pulling guard would do. And there, uh, Rouse made a great cut. Now Rouse will go under center. And that unbalanced eye court will be to the right side this time for Dicely. First down and 10 at the 25. They'll give it to Dicely straight ahead, and he's going to get maybe three this time, which three for either one of these backs is really like nothing because uh, they are so good at getting a positive yards, keeping you ahead of the stick, second down and seven. Very early in this game, Doug, but that three, it's just three, but it's the way that three happens. It's just straight ISO. It's big boy football, and you can't get off the field. And you're running the ball really right now. Blue Hill has had many more plays than Twin Loop. In the first half, unbalanced die again on second down. Same thing, only Dicely tries to kick it outside, then decides to come back in on the numbers, just lowers the shoulder pads, runs over three wolves, gets inside the 15 to the 14-yard line, a gain of seven on a first down. Yeah, it's interesting, Doug. Blue Hill right now is feeling it. I mean, they've got it running through them. You know the easiest way to take Horky, to not have to – uh, handle him in the run game, don't let him play offense, and that's what's happened here. No doubt about it. As we get ready for another first down and 10 in the red zone at the 14. Rouse under center. He's already thrown a touchdown pass from here. This time, Dicely comes to the left and back to the right. They try to get him low, and they'll tackle him at about the 10-yard line with Cooper Coons. But well, just can't... Neither team has been able to really slow the other team down right now, except for uh, maybe a mishandled or a missed assignment in there a couple times by Twin Loop. Yeah, I'll tell you, look for those tight ends here, Doug. Play fake, releasing an end here. This is the spot in the field it would work, especially how well they've ran the ball down the field. Mankey's the end on the right, Carr's the end on the left. You've got Court as the back to the left side now in the unbalanced eye. And they will just direct snap it to Rouse. Rouse follows him off right side, steps out of a tackle into the end zone. Touchdown, Bobcats. John Rouse has now thrown a touchdown, and he has run a touchdown in. The third touchdown of the ballgame, 21-7, Blue Hill. Dicely right now is killing it as an offensive lineman. He's their 1,000-yard rusher lining up in the backfield, and on that quarterback lead, he is destroying twin loops ends, whether they run it to the right or the left. The last three times they've run it, he's put the guy on his back, Doug. One of two now on extra points for Joe Mackin, the left footer. Ready to line it up here with Rouse down on the knee to put the snap down. Snap to him, down, kick, plenty on it, and this one is no good. It was hooked to the right again. So just a little too much power, and the extra point no good, but you figure in that safety, and it looks like they've just had three touchdowns and three extra points. Blue Hill 21, twin loop 7, 7.31 to go here in the second quarter on the breeze, 94.5. B&B Carpet. Shop us first or shop us last, and you'll find us to be professional and helpful as our customers have for 20 years. We thank you in advance for giving us here at B&B the opportunity to work with you for all your flooring needs. When it's time for flooring, come to B&B Carpet in Donovan, and you'll see why your friends say, that's where we always go. Breeze, 94.5. Well, Blue Hills look pretty good right now, Larry Baker. Yeah, Blue Hill does. Blue Hill looks like a team that's kind of been on a mission since the two-point loss that ended their season last year, Doug. So we're ready to boot it away again here for the Bobcats. Mackin pops it very high, returnable, 
Horky will come up and take it at the 9 on the right hash. 10, 15, hole, 20, 25. Spins out of that tackle and gets to the 27-yard line. It's always close to breaking it in an 8-man, and when you've got the dangerous return men both these teams have, it's just waiting for one to explode. But good job by Blue Hill to bring him down, and Twin Loop will start first and 10 at their own 28. Yeah, and Blue Hill talk, has, has, has talked about it amongst themselves all week, I'm sure, how important it is to take Horky out of this game. So far, for the most part, they've done that, but they better not lose uh, focus here. Well, Twin Loop needs to get something going here. They're down 21-7. Don't want to fall behind too much. And out of that shotgun snap, they'll give it to Horky. And up the middle, he'll get to the 34-yard line. So a different look that time for the Wolves. Yeah, and there you've got Ethan Sharp makes again. He just gets his arm out and hits the fire, Horky, and he goes down, or Horky's still running, Doug. He's had two runs, one in each of these last two drives that just about went for six. So Horky now unofficially in this football game, nine carries, 42 yards. Lane Dicely has carried it 12 times for 71 and a touchdown. And out of that shotgun again, they give it to Horky. Big hole up the middle, 30, 35, 40 foot race. Horky's going to score for Twin Loop. Touchdown, Wolves. The answer right back. On a 47-yard touchdown run right up the middle, Larry, what did they change going into that spread? Nothing. It's exactly what we what, what I said a second ago, Doug. He had a carry in that last drive that was a shoestringer. That first play in this drive was a shoestringer. He just was close, and that one, it was the same play, and they just finally broke it. Blue Hills linebackers always have done a fabulous job. They don't move their feet unless they're told, and that's why those backers on those other two plays were there. But there, he just hit the hole too hard, and away he went. Well, this one looks like it could be a little higher scoring than last year as Hunter Krause lines up to try the extra point here on a two-play drive. Snap good, placement good. The kick is pounded, and this one is no good. Looks like he pushed it left as well. Both these kickers have plenty of leg, and they've got the professional-looking goalposts here for high school, but isn't working for either kicker. 6.45 to go in the first half. Blue Hill 21, Twin Loop 13 on the breeze, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The Breeze 94.5. Let's take a look at the Furniture Direct scoreboard in D1. In the third quarter, Medison Valley leads Perkins County 26-14. South Loop just rolled Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing 54-15. And East Butler upsets Creighton 40-28. The number one seed couldn't overcome all the injuries. Kick is taken here by Blue Hill at the five-yard line. And on the dead sprint up the middle of the football field is Mack into the 20 to the 25. And he'll be upended there at about the 27-yard line for Blue Hill. Yeah, Mackin's 5'9", 135 pounds, not very big, but he's got a lot of scoots, and he's a tough, tough kid. you got to be a tough guy to be a returner. The other score in D1 at the half, Johnson Brock 28, Howells Dodge 18. Here in D2, Mullen beat Lawrence Nelson 36-18. to Fall City Sacred Heart scored in the final seconds to beat Bloomfield 15-14. First down and 10, Blue Hill at the 27. 
And quarterback option. Rouse going to keep it all the way, trying to follow his big fullback here in court. Or, yes, his uh, Trent Court around the right side. And he's not going to get a whole lot. Get to maybe the 30-yard line, a gain of three and a half. Yeah, that's load option, Doug, where they motion the fullback in there, and they're going to lead with him. So they load that side and then just run straight option. Haven't seen that play yet this evening from Blue Hill. No, and it was a nice little gain, but Blue Hill right now I think is better going forward. They just have dominated that offensive uh, offensive uh, line at this spot, and there's you know they haven't done it much, so they wanted to test the edge. Blue Hill's also three of four through the air with a touchdown pass to Trent Carr. Second down, we'll call it seven. Ball at the 29-yard line of the Bobcats. Rouse under center, offset to the left side. They give it to Disley right up the middle and coming through his coons to wrap him up. Very rarely have we seen contact behind the line of scrimmage. Disley gets back to the line, but it'll be third down and six. Yeah, and Spencer Keefe there too as well, Doug. That handoff was late. It almost ended up on the ground. But do you just see Twin Loop feels good about themselves after the long run, so the defense starts playing a little better. Blue Hill fumbled in the first possession. They've scored on their next three, but they face third down and six here at their own 30. This time, Rouse is in that shotgun. Takes the snap, back to pass. Underneath, he's got his end wide open, and it is complete to McCoy Menke. Now he's got room to run, 40-35, and he's going to be brought down from behind at the 33-yard line by Cooper Coons. But, boy, they both went with the deep end, and nobody covered Menke underneath. And that was the same play they ran down there, Doug, from their 10-yard line when they ran the drag for the first down on the third down on the uh, 76-yard drive. Exact same play, just ran the tight end drag. That time, nobody was home. So a big third down conversion. Twin loop scored, could have got the ball back. Instead, the Bobcats keep it going at the 33-yard line of twin loop. This time, they send Court out as an end on the left side. Fake the handoff, and it's a quarterback keeper around the right side. Big hole, 25-20, 15-10. Coons is into the end zone again. Touchdown, Blue Hill, 33 yards for John Rouse. Rouse takes it in for 33. Wow, here we go. They And that, that was interesting in what they did there, Doug. Uh, they showed the lead with the back going out to the left. He's going to keep it and squirt it back out right. And they put their fullback, their big blocker out there, uh, Trent Court as the split end only to be the blocker when the thing came back his way. Very nice play design. And I think they're going to go for two. They have not had success like they'd want through the kicking game, so they're going to spread it out for the first time and go for two. Disley way out to the left. Rouse is in the shotgun. John takes it, wants to throw. It's going to be underneath, and it was never there. The two-point conversion pass is no good. Yeah, what they did there, Doug, is they just had all the same backfield action as they uh, did on the touchdown play, but that time they threw it out there to Trent Court. You know, we said they put him out there on the previous play as the blocker. There they had it all the same, but they pulled it, and he tried to throw it, and it had no chance. 57-yard drive capped by the second touchdown run by quarterback John Rouse from 33 yards out. 4.57 to go in the first half. Blue Hill 27 and Twin Loop 13 on the breeze. Get more than you expect Direct. When you hear the name Furniture Direct, low prices is about what you'd expect. But at Furniture Direct, you get more than you expect. Like coil spring seating in our catnapper recliners and motion furniture, so they keep sitting great for years to come. Plus express delivery, so you can enjoy your furniture right away. Get more than you expect at Furniture Direct. Behind Sonic on South Burlington and Hastings, FurnitureDirectHastings.com. 
The Breeze 94.5. State football action brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. As Blue Hill pops it high in the air, can Horky return it? Yes, he can. Takes it at the 2, starts to the right, is patient to the 10, the 15. Now dives forward across the 20 and is going to get to about the 23-yard line. So good special teams coverage again here by the Bobcats. And Twin Loop, first down and 10, finds themselves down 14 for the second time. Yeah, and play fake here early in this drive, Doug, and take a shot, go deep. That defense just got chewed out by coffee for giving up the long run. They'll all suck in there to stop that run. Want to please the coach up over the top. Five touchdowns already here in the second quarter of play. Twin loop taking a little longer in the huddle, so that's always a tip to me, Bakes. I say it every time, <laughs> and here they come out in that spread. Now, they did this on the last series, two plays, and Horky blasted it up the middle for the touchdown. This time they do want to throw it. Oxford goes deep down the right side. There's going to be a jump ball with Kraus, and it's knocked away by Trace Ockingay. Both times they've went deep to Kraus. It's just been a tad underthrown, and you got to remember, they know they can throw it, but really the wide receivers slash defensive backs, they're all 6'3 on both teams, so there's not really an advantage in a jump ball situation like that, although Kraus is a little bit taller than Trace Ockengay at 5'9". Yeah, and both of them that they've thrown, Doug. I thought you'd see that play fake there. It just made sense to do, but both of them, if they're thrown on the money, it's a touchdown because he was steps a, a, ahead. Well, now fake deep and then turn around and catch that 10-yarder because they've been going with you the whole time. But instead, they're going to give it up the middle. And Horky dancing, dancing, 25, still dancing, 30, and might have enough for the first down at the 33. Boy, I thought he danced a little too much there. As long as he hangs on to it, five points of pressure, which you always tell your kids is if you're going to start spinning and juking, you better not let that ball get away from your body because it's somebody that you don't see is who knocks that thing out is because you're not moving as you dance and somebody else is running at you full speed. Well, Horky has now made 100 yards on that last touchdown run. Rouse has 100 yards. Dicely unofficially 72. Boy, Ethan Sharp was just trying to say, quit jigging here. i got to tackle you. Staying out of that spread. High snap, one-arm catch by Oxford. Now he's in a little bit of trouble. He wants to throw. Pump fake. It's covered, and he is going to be dropped. Maybe got back to the line of scrimmage. Good job down the field there by J.C. Himmelberg to not lose the wheel route there, and he was able to cover it. It's going to be no game, second down and 10. Yeah, McCoy Mankey did a great job making the tackle out there for Blue Hill, Doug, on the edge. I will say this. Rowdy Oxford made a good decision. Many times when you call that wheel route, they throw it no matter what, and it was not there, as you said. Second down and 10 for the Wolves at their own 34-yard line. Blue Hills up 27-13. Horky again up the middle, and he runs into his own line. We got shoved back into him, and that was because this time Sharp wasn't going to let him dance. He came up the middle and took care of his blocker, and he drops Horky for no gain, third and 10. Yeah, and that's good coaching there because Ethan Sharp, I can assure you, has been told just take the blocker and get him in the backfield and that's exactly what he did he used his hands drove him uh straight back he drove spencer keith straight back into the ball carrier it is 27 to 13 blue hill with three minutes to go here in the first half in twin loop faces a third and 10 at their own 34 back to pass oxford Everything's underneath. It's a screen pass. Complete to Coots. He's got all day to run. 35-30, 25. He's going to break a tackle at the 20. Tries to get his man out of the way, but he runs up the back of his downfield blocker, and he'll be tackled at the 12. Beautiful screen play. Yeah, they ran all the receivers off to the left, slipped him out of the backfield, dug to the left, nobody home. Yeah. 
poor Braden Stroll. He was downfield. He didn't know where the ball was. If he turns and blocks, it scores. <laughs> he ran, he got ran into it. He was beating himself in the head with both hands when that was done. 34 yards on the completion. First down and 10. Here for Twin Loop. They'll be just outside the 10 at the 12. Back under center pitch play. Horky looking for the lead block. Now he uses his own shoulder pad. Breaks a tackle, and we've got a penalty flag as he gets inside the 5 to the 4, and we all know what that's going to be, either a face mask or a hold. I think they grabbed Horky's face mask on the second effort. Nope, it's going to be a hold, Larry. And so really the first major penalty of the ball game. Each team has had a 5-yarder. This is the first hold that's called in the contest. And that's a major one because the – uh, he got down to the three-yard line. It was going to be second and goal, Doug. And actually, not even second and goal. It was going to be a first down. Second and one, maybe, uh, because the ball was at the 12. So this will mark him back to around the 22. And then even in this situation, this isn't comfortable. If you're up 35 nothing on somebody, you don't worry about it. But Twin Loops down 27-13 with 2.43 to go in the second quarter. They want to punch one in, plus Twin Loop gets the ball to start the second half. But uh, they definitely don't want Blue Hill to get it back if they're down two scores. So they'll mark it back at about the 22, first and 20. And they'll put Oxford under center. Coaches for Blue Hill yelling back to pass. Steps up in the pocket. Now he's going to take off and run. Smart decision, 15. Gets to the 10 and gets a bunch of it back. That's going to be a gain of 12 and bring up third down here for, yeah, second down, excuse me. Uh, for Twin Loop, they had that wrong on the scoreboard. It's going to be a gain of 12 for Oxford. Yeah, now you're in good shape because now it's like second and seven, second and eight, and that feels like, okay, on first down we got a three, two or three-yard gain. Now you're back on schedule here. And now Coach Kozel wants to say, okay, let's slow it down. The only thing that's going to happen here is we want to score. Kraus is split out wide to the right. They will put Horky in the slot right. Shotgun here, Oxford, looking right, looking right. And the ball is batted into the air and incomplete. And then we get a penalty flag here as coming up the middle of the football field, Trent Carr might have got held as he was trying to get back in the backfield. And that's exactly what the call is. And they say, back him up. And it's going to have to do it all over again. But it's way worse now. <laughs> it's way worse. The first holding penalty was in a spot where you had a chance. Now you're the, the nice gain you had on second down. Now you've got this thing on about the 26-yard line. Well, it's still second down because of first down yeah. hold. So still second down. Yeah, you've lost a down and another seven yards. And they're going to move that all the way back to the 26. They need to get to the two for a first down. And you just will get the touchdown if that's going to happen. So second down and 24 out of the shotgun Oxford. Fakes the handoff, pressure from the outside. He avoids it, steps up, throws down the middle to the end zone. One-on-one coverage picked off by Rouse. He won the battle. He won the hand fight out to the 10 to the 12-yard line. Rouse was able to win the hand fighting down to the end zone that time. And it'll be first down. They tried to get it to Meek Harris, the senior, who's got a lot of speed, but necessarily hasn't had the ball thrown to him a lot this year. No, and Meek Harris, Doug, he was about three steps. If if uh, Rowdy... Oxford leads him there and just hits him in stride coming across. It's an easy touchdown. He threw the ball behind Harris, and it was right to the uh, DB. Rouse returns it out to the 10-yard line, and Blue Hill's got time. They've got timeouts as well at their own 11-yard line. First down. 
Rouse gives it to Dicely. Dicely is going to run over a couple of guys to the 13, a gain of a couple that time for Lane. There's a, there is, a, as a coach, that situation, you've got to find a way during this game to lock that thing out of your head because you made sure you didn't score points there. You had that thing first and goal, uh, and you had two penalties, and then you've got to throw it up in an obvious situation, Doug, and you give up the pick. You've got to find a way to lock that away because that one will haunt you all winter. Well, and Blue Hill is in no hurry here. And we've got an equipment problem over here for Spencer Keefe with his helmet. So they run him off. I don't know if his helmet got knocked off or what the story was, but he's out and Raymond Devine will come in to take his place. But Blue Hill looks like they're just going to hand the football off. And for Twin Loop, they've got to make sure and tackle, obviously, here, as they put Rouse in the shotgun on second down and eight at their own 13. And he's taking all the time he can. He's waiting for that back judge to count, just as if we were – Waiting at the end of the game. Still waiting. Rouse says, heck with it. I'll take the snap and go straight ahead. Gets to the 15, up to about the 18-yard line. He's going to be short of the first down. It'll be third down and one, and they will not have to snap the football again. And that was an interesting deal there because we were down to about, and there here's a timeout. Let's see if a twin loop called yeah, it. Yes, yeah. they did. Coach Kozel called it. Here's the interesting part about that, Larry, is they had the play clock all the way down to inside 10 seconds, and then they sent one of the twin loop guys off, and then they restarted the play clock and ran off another 25 seconds. You'd think there that Mr. Kozel would have called timeout uh, when they rewound it. But, of course, actually in that situation, you want to see if it gets the third down. Yeah. If they bust it, you didn't want to help them. No, there's only 17 seconds remaining here in the first half. It is Blue Hill 27 and Twin Loop 13. And Blue Hill's got it third down and two with their own 19-yard line. They get a first down. We're going to be going to halftime. If they don't, Twin Loop will call a timeout and force them to punt the ball to Horky, yeah, which that, they won't. They'll kick it out of bounds if they're smart. Right, or, <laughs> or they might just flat go after it. I think they're going to put 21 on the clock, Doug. They're going to take it from 17 to like 21, maybe 22 seconds, I think, is what they're going to put on the clock. So that's what the uh, Sige is trying to tell the folks up here. And again, coming up at the half, we will have the Allen Superstore Halftime Show. Look at the first half stats, scoring summary. Larry will break down what we've seen and what Twin Loop will have to do to come back, what Blue Hill will have to do to win this and go to the state semifinals. Of course, we'll look at the scores from around the state and preview what's coming up in the state semifinals at 11-man on Friday night. I'm not sure. I think they put, is that two minutes and 20 seconds up? <laughs> no, I think we're okay. I think we're at the 22-second mark. Rouse runs back over to uh, talk with assistant coach Tim Streff. Get that offensive play. Coach Coffey's down here ready to run into the locker room, it would appear. They'll put Rouse under center. Expect this to go to Dicely on third down and two. Hard count, little movement, but they didn't jump. Now they'll give it to Dicely off the right side, and he got upended. Horky came through, and there's the timeout with 17 seconds, so only five seconds ran off the clock, and now Blue Hill is going to have to pump the ball on the second timeout for Twin Loop. This would be a very interesting twist here if a Twin Loop can get any kind of a return on this because we know Oxford's got enough of an arm that midfield on, he could get it to the end zone. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's tough to kick this out of bounds because uh, there's 17 and a half seconds left, Doug. You kick it out of bounds, you're going to give them an offensive play. It'll just be uh, interesting to see. With Again, we heard the coaches say, you know, our kickers, we like what we've got here. Uh, above average, way above average for 
uh, eight man and probably above average for about anybody. Well, if Twin Loop could get the ball to the 20, they'll kick that for sure, I would think. So we'll see what happens here as Rouse checks out of the football game on a fourth down and three. Dicely actually got wrapped up a couple of yards behind the line of scrimmage. I think that's the first time that they have dropped him behind the line, and they just they sold out. If Blue Hill wanted to gamble and throw over the top, I think they would have burned Twin Loop bad, but they didn't. You always think about it as a play caller, (laughs) but you know that your truck will be on fire when you get to it in the parking lot after the game. So back to put it away is Joe Mackin. Horky stands at his 25, 17 seconds to go. Blue Hill acts like they're going to run an offensive play here as they send men in motion. And now we're going to get a timeout by Blue Hill. Again, I think all of this was trying to maybe to see if Twin Loop would jump, see what they're going to do. We've got another timeout on the field. This one by Blue Hill, so we'll take it with them. 17 seconds to go on the half. Blue Hill 27 and Twin Loop 13. The South Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need, offering Internet and mobile banking. Log on to SouthCentralStateBank.com. Good luck, sports teams from the South Central State Bank, member FDIC. The Breeze 94.5. Again, this is one of those things you probably don't work on a whole lot, Larry. You know, you you want to make sure that you don't make a mistake here in the punting game in the final seconds of the half. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, this is a pressure situation for Blue Hill. So here we go. Mackin, they just need a good snap to him. Well, they set up the rush of the return. Looks like more of a return. There is a little outside pressure, extremely high. Horky takes it at the 30, drops it, and then gets on top of him. He wanted to return it so bad, but it was a really good punt that time. Uh, 33 yards, and they'll have it at the 31 with nine seconds. I wonder if they'll put any time back on. It was about 11 when the whistles blew, but a little reaction time there. That was a really nice job. That was a good punt. Did you see the gunners get there? I mean, they flew down. Nice job, Ethan Sharp. And that might have been the best thing, that he just was able to go down there, because otherwise he probably runs the half out trying to score and never gets in. Now at least you've got a chance. Two plays here for Twin Loop. I would expect this first one, and you've got the timeout. This first one you're looking for anywhere from 10 to 20 yards down the middle of the football field. Call your timeout. Get Horky in the flat. And now Blue Hill is going to call a timeout. Of course, remember they nearly scored on a, a running back screen earlier in this football game. And also, Horky's got a 53-yard or 54-yard touchdown run. When you've got a guy like Horky, and I'm serious about this, you can take and and do this. We we were playing Ainsworth here, Travis Holcomb's senior year, and we had a situation like this, Doug, and I said it in the headset. I said, guys, I'm going to give him one shot, 70-yard touchdown run, and we ran 32 trap. We just ran A-gap trap. I, we had the best player on the field, and we said if we, he gets six inches, nobody will catch him. That A run is still possible here because you know Horky can do it. Well, because you also have a timeout. And, it, and again, I go back to the screen over here because you get down the sideline, you know if you're going or not or whether to step out of bounds and get this play over with. you got a smart guy out there like the senior in Horky. Of course, uh, we will see what they decide to do here. Blue Hill comes out of the sideline. Twin Loops already ready to go. Nine and a half seconds. So just over nine to go here in the half at their own 32. Out of the shotgun option, they do pitch it to Horky. Horky to the right side, gets what he can to the 40, to the 35, and they bring him down with just enough time to run a play. Now, of course, it's a first down. He gets to the Blue Hill 32-yard line. And they, they, he was out of bounds, and I'm not kidding you, Doug. There was another two to three seconds that ran off the clock there again. 
So this will be the final play of the first half here. And obviously, Oxford has enough of an arm that he can throw it. They're going to actually mark him out of bounds at the 37. Looked like they had him marked a little farther down the field. And I told you, now they're putting 4.5 on. They're not going to let him get away with it the second time. They're going to put the three seconds back on the clock here. But, Doug, this is to your point. You said this, that the arm's good enough if if, uh, Rowdy... Um, Oxford can get to about midfield. The arm's good enough. That's a pretty good run play there. Run option to the boundary where you can get out of bounds. Now let's see how much pressure Blue Hill brings. We've seen a lot of this in college and NFL lately, so uh, coaches and players can watch this and see exactly what uh, what they want to do and scout things up. Might dump it over the middle, and again, we're having problems here getting the right amount of time on the clock, and then Blue Hill's going to call a well, timeout here defensively to see what the lineup is. Very smart timeout, Um uh, by coffee there. You are listening to the state football playoffs on the breeze, brought to you in part by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarter in Hastings and Sutton. Kind of the final minute here of this second quarter has taken quite some time. 27-13, to 13, Blue Hill with the lead. It was 7-7 at the end of the first quarter, and we've had four touchdowns and a safety here in the right. second quarter. The first timeout that Blue Hill took was a really good timeout. They came out in a base defense. They didn't even have a safety back. And in my mind, I'm thinking, what are you doing? They called timeout, stuck the safety back. Now, on this timeout, the safety they thought was too deep. See, you get that safety too deep, and then the guy gets a run on him. He can just put a move on him. So, you know, there's a happy medium of where you want that safety lined up. Well, and after what we saw the Chiefs do to the Cowboys on Sunday, anything's possible when you've got uh, – it's not Tariq Hill back there, but it is – uh, Alex Horky, and you would have the same situation over there with a couple of Blue Hill athletes. So how far back do they put their safeties, and how much pressure do they bring on Horky? looks like they're only going to bring a two-man rush. Yeah, they should set those line Because if you set the linebackers five to seven back, it takes screen out of play here, and you want that gone. So here we go. What is Twin Loop drawn up on the final play here? Of the first half from the Blue Hill 37, Oxford back to pass. Two-man rush, lines it up, throws it as far as he can. It's going to be underthrown. The ball is going to be caught by Kraus, but he's out of bounds inside the five. And tie. oh, then they say no. So all that does is destroy the stat line there. Kraus tried to tiptoe, and we are at halftime of the 2017 D2 State High School football quarterfinals. And here in Blue Hill... The Bobcats have scored as many points in the first half as they did the whole game last year, and that's not bad. It's Blue Hill 27 and Twin Loop 13. We'll be back with the Allen Superstore Halftime Report right after this on The Breeze 94.5 KLIQ Hastings. I was raised in a little town eight miles southwest of here, and from my first day 18 years ago, I loved working at Mary Lanning because of the people. My daily routine is I get in and see as many people as I can, see if there's anything special that they would need. It's just about being there. I graduated with a full-ride scholarship to Colorado Art Institute in Denver, and I turned that down because I wanted to be a cowboy. The artwork that I do is very, very soothing for me. And it just relaxes me, and it lets me realize I've just been very blessed. My name is Ron Meyer. I'm a customer advocate for Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. The Breeze 94.5. 
And welcome back to Blue Hill. As always, a big thank you to the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school athletics throughout the season. The pinnacle of uh, every sports season is the playoffs, the state championships, and trying to make it one step closer here in Blue Hill. The Bobcats lead Twin Loop by a score of 27-13. to 13. This is the Allen Superstore Halftime Show. Get more for your dollar when you shop at locally owned Allen Superstore, the You Get More Superstore, West 2nd Street in Hastings. So, uh, not a whole lot in the first quarter for scoring. Then we went uh, four touchdowns in the safety in about five minutes, six minutes there in the second quarter. No scoring, although both teams moved the ball in the final five minutes, and that brings us to halftime, 27-13. While we start the half, let's get a look at the scores. Again, most of the games kicked off before 6 o'clock today. Three games uh in the finals before we even really got going here. Let's start in D1 at last check in the fourth quarter. It was Medicine Valley 34, Perkins County 20. Of course, Perkins County advancing on the Hail Mary last week against the number one seed, West Holt. And the winner of that will play South Loop. South Loop defeated Chambers, Wheeler Central, Ewing 54-15. to So uh, South Loop will be on the road next week because they were at home today. South Loop will go to either Med Valley or Perkins County. On the other side, the number one seed in the east, Creighton, looks like the uh, – Larry, I just can't believe they got beat, but they had so many injuries. They got so banged up in the last couple of games, it took its toll. And East Butler beat Creighton today 40-28. to The East Butler will play either Howells Dodge or Johnson Brock, and Howells Dodge clinging to a 32-28 lead on Johnson Brock in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and the thing is, football is one of those sports where luck has a lot to do with it because of your health. It's such a rough-and-tumble game. Northeast Nebraska, there's always a couple teams up there, Doug, that it happens to because it it is so competitive up there, and that is what happened. Creighton just didn't have enough good bodies left at the end of the year. And we move to the other games in D2. The winner of this game will get the number one seed in the West, Mullen, but Mullen was definitely tested today. 36-18 to 18 over Lawrence Nelson. This was 18-12 to 12, uh, at the half. And then uh, Mullen scored the last two touchdowns in this football game to advance on. So if Blue Hill wins here, they will have to go out to Mullen. If Twin Loop is able to rally, they would host the state semifinals for the second straight year. Last year, Twin Loop beat Sandhill Stedford in the state semifinals. Then in the east half of the bracket, Fall City Sacred Heart, I don't know if you call it the luck of the Irish, but they always find a way, it seems like, to pull out the close games. They trailed Bloomfield most of the game, and Sacred Heart, whose only loss is to Bruning Davenport Shickley, scores in the final minute for a 15-14 win over Bloomfield. And uh, just so folks know, they did not go for two on the last. It was a 14-8 ball game, and then they ended up kicking the extra point to win it 15-14, and they will take on BDS, Bruning Davenport Shickley, is leading Wynot 58-20 to in the fourth quarter. And, of course, BDS lost to Sacred Heart last year in the semifinals. Then Sacred Heart beat Twin Loop in the championship this year. BDS avenged the loss in the regular season. But, once again, Fall City Sacred Heart looks like for the second straight year we'll have a chance to avenge their only loss in the semifinals. Yeah, and this has been a game that, I mean, the Bloomfield game, it was talked a lot about on the Internet this week, Doug. A lot of people thought Bloomfield would win that game. And, of course, the BDS Fall City rematch has been talked a lot about. Uh, Bruning Davenport-Shickley's been to Lincoln here lately. They've won a couple state championships in that 
uh, time. And, of course, we know Fall City Sacred Heart has been there, of course, just as uh, recently as last year, but a tremendous program. And, of course, our scoreboard update is brought to you by Furniture Direct. Get more than you expect when you shop Furniture Direct south of Sonic and Hastings and online at FurnitureDirectHastings.com. We are at halftime here in Blue Hill of the D2 State Quarterfinals. It's Blue Hill 27, Twin Loop 13. Back with the stats, some analyzation, and a preview of Friday night's State 11 Man semifinals when we return on the breeze. Where do you get more Superstore? Outlets. Superstore. Shopping centered around you, you, you. One stop shop that gives you more. Shopping centered around. You've made a smart choice when choosing Glenwood for your home and business technology needs. Glenwood has an array of phone, fiber internet, phone service and systems, data backup, and IT consulting. At Glenwood, all services are backed by a tech-savvy local team of customer service professionals that offer local support with exceptional customer service. Learn more online at gtmc.net or to speak with one of our service representatives, please call 402-303-1000. That's 402-303-1000. The Breeze 94.5. Doug Duna, Larry Baker, back with you here at uh, Blue Hill. Again, as always, a big thank you to Ben Jones, the athletic director, and all the fine folks here for their hospitality. College football playoff has released their second rankings. Uh, Of course, uh, the top five will hold the same, but the, the Big Ten took a little bit of a shot with Ohio State. Uh, and Penn State losing last week. So Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson are the top four. Then it's Oklahoma, TCU, Miami, and Wisconsin sets at number eight uh, in this week's rankings. Then Washington and Auburn round out the top ten. Michigan State, 12, Ohio State, 13, and Penn State sets at number 14. But Larry Baker, we take a look at what we've got coming up on Friday. We will be at Foster Field at the University of Nebraska at Kearney as the Class A top seed Kearney Bearcats continue to play Great football. They're now 11-0 on the season after an impressive win over Omaha Westside last week, and they get a rematch with Omaha Creighton Prep, who they beat and comes in a little banged up having lost their starting quarterback. Yeah, you know, Creighton Prep, a very well-coached team. Uh, and there are some people that say that though they, he was a starter, that the guy behind him is pretty good, uh, Doug. Carney's just playing incredibly well right now. I hope that Carney finds a way to fill the place and – make it an electric uh, Class A semifinal atmosphere. If you haven't been to see Kearney, you need to, Doug. They play unbelievable defense, mean, tough offense. It's the kind of football those of us that grew up around Nebraska love to watch. It's big boy, tough football on defense and on offense. It's ISO, power, speed option, all the goodies. Well, we are looking forward to that pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7 o'clock on Classic Hits 98.9 KKPR, and, of course, PlatteRiverPreps.com, the same spot you can hear all of our football games, including to the folks that are listening tonight here to Blue Hill and Twin Loop. Our Internet streaming brought to you by the folks at Barney Insurance, Kearney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Some of the other games that are going on, really everybody else in the uh, area has been knocked out, but we might have some folks up at Albion listening tonight. Boone Central Newman Grove against Pierce. Nobody probably had that matchup picked in the uh, Class C1 semifinals. No, and I think here's the thing you have to understand about that game. Again, you've got a situation in 
Boone Central, Newman Grove. Had, he's done a really nice job, uh, Coach Hudson has, with this team. And this was a team, surely they weren't thinking was going to be in the state semifinals, but it's a team that plays pretty decent offense, very good defense. But Pierce is scary right now, Doug, because they are on a heater. And then you take a look at what's going on in C2. Uh, <laughs> this one got turned upside down. You've got the 9 playing the 12 and the 11 is playing the two, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the two centennial is still a favorite. They are in this ball game against Lincoln Lutheran, but Lincoln Lutheran held off Arcadia Loop City last week. Battle Creek knocked off the number one seed Ponca, and UTAN is doing what they did last year after a 0-3 start, make a deep run of the playoffs. Yeah, most people thought UTAN was a top-three team coming into the playoffs, Doug. Um, and that's going to be a really interesting matchup, UTAN Battle Creek. When you talk about Battle Creek, honestly, Doug, this is the worst team they've had in the last five years of that group of teams. And they've, what, uh, four years in a row been to the state semis. They're allergic to Lincoln. They just can't find a way to get there. I think this team, we say the worst of the five, I actually think this is the one that gets to Lincoln. And Coach Klinetsky's just done an incredible job at Centennial. He's been the number one or number two guy uh, in Class uh, C2 all year. Um, I believe they've lost Prohushka uh, from last I had heard. I don't know that uh, he'll be playing. I saw that on the Internet, so I don't know uh, whether that is or isn't true. But I, if they've lost him, that it has that, to be. It's on the Internet. Well, that's very true. <laughs> um, so, I mean, from that perspective, that could really hurt them. But I do think it ends up being Centennial Battle Creek. All right, we will see how it all plays out. And don't forget the six-man state final is the number one and two, the Battle of Unbeatens, but Riverside has won it three consecutive years. Can Harvard just down the road get the job done? That has been moved to Thursday night at 7 o'clock because Carney High is hosting a game on Friday. So the six-man championship game, Harvard-Riverside, Thursday night at Foster Field. We are here on the Breeze, 94.5 KLIQ Hastings, and the score here is 27-13 Blue Hill at the half. We'll be right back. For all your furniture and flooring needs, stop at Blue Hill Furniture. In business since 1889, Blue Hill Furniture has the stability, selection, and quality of larger stores to go with friendly service and competitive prices. Top brand names, too. If you're looking for a single piece or an entire room, Blue Hill Furniture will take care of you. Better Buys in Blue Hill, located at 501 West Gage. For your convenience, they accept Visa and MasterCard. Blue Hill Furniture proudly supports Blue Hill Athletics and Academics. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The Breeze 94.5. We're getting into that transition time from fall going into winter and don't forget basketball action tonight on 1230 KHAS. Mike Will has the call of the Hastings College men. They're currently taking on Bethel University in the home opener. They beat them by two last week so Hastings now 4-0. Husker men are playing on ESPN 1550 against Northwood Michigan. Then tomorrow it is uh, volleyball action as the Huskers take on Maryland. Uh, Hastings women's soccer are playing at home tonight in the GPAC semifinals as they are taking on Midland. The men will be in the championship game uh, later this week. UNK basketball gets underway this week. Here's one for you. Uh, on on Friday, the men will host Wayne State. On uh, Saturday, the women, uh, they're going to host Wayne State. And then on Sunday, 
the men play again, and and they're going to go to Wayne State and play. So, uh, what yeah. are these friendlies? <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say. So that's what you got going on for the Lopers, and then the Husker men and women both open the regular season at Pinnacle Bank Arena on Saturday. Of course, football on the road at eleven, so they try to wait till that's over. The women will play at three, and then the men will play at seven thirty. Every game of the state high school football championships are on ESPN 1460 and 1550, brought to you by Husker Power Products and Mary Lanning Healthcare. On the 20th and 21st of the month, uh, D1 and D2 will play the first two games with Class B on Monday night, and then it is a C2 and a C1 on uh, Tuesday with the uh, Class A game the final game that night. So I believe it's C1 in the morning, C2 in the afternoon, D1 in the morning, D2 in the afternoon is the way that breaks down just to make sure there's no confusion yeah, out there. Right. So that is the breakdown for ESPN 1460 and 1550. And if you're in the Kearney area tomorrow, don't forget our Husker lunch every Wednesday from noon to 1 at Cunningham's, free and open to the public. Steve Sipple from the Lincoln Journal-Star will join us. 27-13, Blue Hill with the lead. And right before we give you the stats here, Larry, uh, for the folks that joined us late and are getting ready for the second half, what would you see? What do you expect to see as we get ready for the third quarter? Well, I do expect to see Twin Loop uh, make a stand here, Doug. It, when you really look at this game, Twin Loop drops the long touchdown pass when they ran the uh, play fake and the tight end in the seam. That definitely should have been a score. Then Twin Loop gets down to the three-yard line in the second quarter, uh, two-yard line, and it's going to be first down, and they end up having two penalties that puts them down outside the 20 that they threw the pick on. This thing really should be tied, depending on extra points, but definitely be together by a point or a two, and instead Twin Loop finds themselves down by a couple scores. And really the key, the reason they're down by a couple scores is Blue Hill had dominated up front on the offensive side of the ball. The 76-yard drive by Blue Hill really kind of set the tone and then Twin Loops struggled a little bit getting that offense going. All right, let's take a look at the first half stats here. First off for the uh, Twin Loop Wolves, Alex Horky, 13 carries and 112 yards so far in this football game, 47 of those on a touchdown. Colby Coons, just the one carry, but it was a one-yard touchdown, and Rowdy Oxford, four carries for 14 yards, 28 rushing attempts, 127 yards in the first half through the air. Oxford has put it up seven times. He's completed three of those for 34 yards. He also has an interception. So it's 34 through the air, 127 on the ground, 161 yards of total offense, eight first downs, one punt, then one went over their head for a safety. That was a 36-yard punt, one turnover, an interception down on the goal line that was returned out to the 10 by John Rouse, and three penalties for 25 yards for Twin Loop. Unofficially for Blue Hill, Lane Dicely, 15 carries, 72 yards and a touchdown. John Rouse, 13 carries, 117 yards and two touchdowns. That's 28 rushing attempts for 189 yards for the Bobcats. Rouse through the air has been very efficient as well. He's thrown it five times, completed four of those, including a 14-yard touchdown pass to Trent Carr. 54 yards through the air, 189 on the ground, 243 yards in the first half for a Blue Hill resulting in 13 first downs. They fumbled on the second play of the game. They have one penalty for five yards. They have one punt for 30 
three yards. Again, the touchdown scoring uh, for Twin Loop. They scored on their opening possession after the fumble recovery, a 34-yard drive. Colby Coons took it in from one yard out. The other score is the 47-yard run by Alex Horky for Blue Hill, a seven-yard run by Lane Dicely the second time that they touched the ball. Then Roush to Carr from 14 yards in the first play of the second quarter. After the safety where Twin Loop snapped it over the punter, Krause's head through the end zone, they were able to cap a 39-yard drive with John Rouse's 11-yard run, and then Rouse had a 33-yard run with 4.57 to go in the second quarter. And your score at the half, 27-13 Blue Hill. Twin Loop will get the ball to start the second half, and you have been listening to the Alex to the Allen Superstore Halftime Show. Get more for your dollar when you shop at locally owned Allen Superstore. The You Get More Superstore, West 2nd Street in Hastings. The second half is next. B&B Carpet. Shop us first or shop us last, and you'll find us to be professional and helpful as our customers have for 20 years. We thank you in advance for giving us here at B&B the opportunity to work with you for all your flooring needs. When it's time for flooring, come to B&B Carpet and Donovan, and you'll see why your friends say, that's where we always go. Ron's Pharmacy is your Health Mart pharmacy in Blue Hill with complete pharmacy service, including mail-out service. Ron's Pharmacy also has school supplies, American greeting cards, Russell Stover's candies, and Timex watches. You can trust and depend on Ron's Pharmacy because they've been serving you for more than 30 years. Ron's Pharmacy proudly supports academics and athletics in Blue Hill and wishes all the athletes and coaches good luck. Ron's Pharmacy, your Blue Hill Health Mart Pharmacy. The Breeze 94.5. I want to thank Steph back in the studio taking care of us, getting us on and off the air and uh, bringing us some score updates from around the state playoffs as we get ready for the second half. Joe Mackin has it on the tee from north to south. Really, wind and weather hasn't been a factor here. That hasn't been the case the last couple of games. But Horky waits at the goal line, and it is a line drive shot. He will not have an opportunity to return it in twin loop. We'll take over first and 10 at the 15. And Coach Coffey says, that a boy, as he comes running off the field, he's done his job, Mackin has. Yeah, and you just want to limit limit uh, Horky's touches. If you're Blue Hill here, and they really had a good halftime, I'll talk about it here as we go, but they lined up both um, Twin Loops defense and Twin Loops offense and put everybody out there so the coaches can say, okay, where's he at? Where's he going? It's the best way to coach it up, Doug. All right, here we go. First out and 10 for Twin Loop. They will put Oxford under center, unbalanced eye, fullback in motion. They'll go counter here, a little hole for Horkin. He pops outside, 20, stiff arm, 25, up to the 30, runs over a man and routes the man he runs over, is able to hold on and bring him down at the 33-yard line. And the one-two on play number one, pretty high for the Wolves. Yeah, Doug, right there, Horky, as he went through the hole, he stepped on somebody's foot, and it tripped him up just a step, or that is a touchdown. They knew the play that they wanted to run, and there was nothing special about it, but Horky is a special, special individual, his fullback, Colby Coons. And they'll hand it off Horky right side, this time not much, and he is going to try and lean on a blocker and get to the 36-yard line, a gain of three. Yeah, it's the same play other side there. They take that fullback again. He's an offset fullback, and they send him to the strong side. Horky takes one step to the fullback side and then winds that thing back. 27-13 Blue Hill. We're just underway in the third quarter. Twin loop on the opening possession has the ball at their own 36-yard line. Out of that offset eye again, Oxford under center. 
Long count, fakes the handoff, rolls to the right, quarterback bootleg all the way, gets to the corner, but John Rouse is there to make sure that he doesn't get up the field as he's thrown down at the 37-yard line. Good job out there by Rouse. Yeah, assignment football there. Know your role and do your job, and Rouse was your CBR guy there, Doug, and he stayed out there and did what he was supposed to do. Oh, and we've got a personal foul. It looked like he slung him down late, out of bounds. It did look like it did. So a 15-yard penalty after the gain of about three yards on the play from quarterback Rowdy Oxford. Yeah, because Oxford had kind of stepped out of – I mean, um, Rouse was around his waist, but he had stepped out of bounds, and then he did the whole sling-around bit. Tough one there for the Bobcats, and the ball will be moved all the way into Blue Hill territory inside the 30 down to about the 27-yard line. One minute into the third quarter – a 14-point Blue Hill lead. And we've got penalty flags here. That's Again, on blue. A little different look that time for Twin Loop. And after having just one penalty in the first half, we've got two defensive penalties on the opening series here on Blue Hill as that's an offside to make it first down and five at the 22 of the Bobcats. Yeah, and the, howl, the Wolves are trying to howl their way back into this thing, Doug. Big run. Two big penalties. Now if you're Blue Hill, all that juice you had coming out of the uh, half got backed up. So first down and five maybe opens the playbook up a little bit as they sprint to the line trying to go quick out of the huddle. Oxford just going to give it to Horky off the right side, and Horky is hit, 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 just can't get anywhere up the field that time. Gets to about the 20-yard line, a gain of two. It'll be second down and three. And Blue Hill has to continue to rally to him, Doug. Even there, it was really... I get it. He only got two, but it was the fourth guy that hit him before the before he was stopped. You've really got to rally to that guy and grab cloth. He's very tough to get to the ground. Well, once you taste Memorial Stadium, you want to get back, and Twin Loop probably had the rally cry there at halftime. Second and three at the Blue Hill 20. Oxford, and it looks like we might have had a little movement now on the offensive line. Yep, that's going to be on the offense there. But, Doug, you're exactly right when you say that about you've had the taste. And when you think about it from Horky's uh, situation, he wasn't healthy in that game last year. He wasn't able to play like himself because he was hurt. He'd like to get back on that fast turf his own self, you know. Yeah. And no matter who, it doesn't, I'm going to tell you this right now, it doesn't matter who comes out of the West, the state will say that the team in the East is the favorite. And why not? Fall City Sacred Heart BDS been 1-2 for a long time. It is second down and eight. They'll set a man in motion from left to right. Quarterback draw here, or sneak, really. I mean, yeah, it's not even a draw. Evidently, they thought they saw something there, and with the motion, if they got the middle linebacker out of the way, maybe Oxford would be able to take it a long way, but not much here. Again, at two, it'll be third down and six. Now, Trent Court is an anchor there, Doug. Again, he's only 5'8", but he's 200 pounds. That 5'8 works as a nose guard because he's able to use tremendous leverage. Ball at the Blue Hill 23-yard line. Two minutes into the third quarter, 27-13 Blue Hill. Twin loop looking to run to the right. They'll counter it to the left. And a nice move by Horky. Gets to the outside 15. He gets to the 10, and he'll be brought down right at the 10-yard line by J.C. Himmelberg. After first down yardage to the 9, it'll be first down and goal. Yeah, and that's that windback again. It's the same play. They just keep running it. They ricochet the fullback and wind him back, and they're pulling that backside lineman. So first and goal, twin loop at the Blue Hill 9 on the opening drive of quarter number three. Bobcats up 27-13. Twin loop in the red zone here. 
This Orky is a, looks like he might be a little shaken up as he comes out of the huddle. He's a little slow getting to his position here. Slot back to the left. They give it to Horky. He's not shaken up. He's into the end zone for a twin loop touchdown. Just straight ISO is blast off the left side. And there is just enough of a crease that the speedster was able to get in from nine yards out. Now, I'm sure they'll just go for one here, Doug, and get into the chase game later where they missed one uh, down the road. Now it's a matter of just trust your guys. So an extra point coming up here for Hunter Krause. He's one of two on his kick so far in the ball game. And Krause will line it up here. Again, plenty of room. Just be smooth. The kicker seemed very quick on both sides in the first half. Snap a little high. They get it down. Krause will boot it. He slowed his tempo down, and that is good. So with 9.18 to go in the third quarter, Twin Loop takes the opening drive 65 yards and caps it on a nine-yard Alex Horky run. It's Blue Hill 27, Twin Loop 20. These are the state football playoffs on the breeze. The South Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need. Offering internet and mobile banking. Log on to southcentralstatebank.com. Good luck sports teams from the South Central State Bank. Member FDIC. The Breeze 94.5. Now, good to Larry Baker back with you here, Larry. Something we kind of talked about off-air. Can Twin Loot find a way to stop Blue Hill? Because really they didn't. In the first half, they fumbled on the second play, Blue Hill did, and then Blue Hill was trying to kill the clock there in the final minute and just ground it, ground it, and ended up putting the football. Twin Loop really has not stopped Blue Hill yet today. No, they've had no answer for Blue Hill's offensive line, Doug, and it will have to be some semblance of an adjustment. So we're ready to boot the ball away again here, and it's going to be a squib kick that will be picked up at the 5-yard line up to the 10 15 and down at about the 19-yard line is Joe Mackin. So he kicks off and he kicks returns, as you've figured out by now in this football game. So Mackin safely brings it up the right sideline in front of his Blue Hill teammates, and they'll mark him down at the 20. First and 10, Bobcats touch it for the first time here in the third quarter. The one thing I will tell you is Blue Hill just needs to go straight ahead. They did not have any um, pay dirt. They hit no pay dirt going outside. They just need to take this thing straight ahead. They will put Rouse in the shotgun. That means the backs are in front of him split. They run about three formations straight. Snap to Disley. That's the same way they started the game, and Disley will crush ahead for five to the 25-yard line. Duggan, you may be right. I don't know because that looked exactly the way the first half did, just massive push. And Blue Hill now with a seven-point lead. These just turned into grinder drives. Uh, at some point, the coach in the box is going to see where these secondary guys are sneaking up because they know you can't give up five yards a run. And now Rouse will go under center. They usually put the fullback, Trent Court, just a little offset. This time he's offset to the left. And they'll turn and give it to Dicely. He wants to run that way, and they'll get down around the legs and bring him down after a gain of three. It'll be third down and two at the 28-yard line. Yeah, and it's just massive push. They're just enveloping Twin Loops' defensive line there. Twin Loops got to make a play. And, Doug, I'm just telling you, the way that uh, a couple of those linemen are tilted and the gap they're moving to, they're just giving their gap up and just getting sealed off. They're not even getting moved out of it. So it's third down in about a yard and a half. Rouse under uh, in the uh, pistol. Will they direct snap Dicely again? Yes, they will. He'll come straight ahead. He's got the first down. They try to strip the football away from him, but Dicely's just too strong. As Krause tried to rip it away, he'll get out to the 33-yard line again of five. Well, 
your uh, uh, prognostication on this thing was dead on. You said it at the half off air that you just didn't know if Blue Hill was going to get stopped here, and that's exactly how this looks. So it'll be first down and 10, Blue Hill Bobcats up 27-20 to 20 with 7.45 to go in the third quarter. Rouse back under center with court shaded to the right side this time. Four or five through the air. Now they're going to bring everybody, and he wants to roll out and throw it. He's under some pressure, and he's going to be sacked. Coach Mike Kozel told us that we like to bring pressure, and that gives our secondary man-on-man coverage, and we may get burnt once or twice, but he goes, we can get to the quarterback a lot quicker. And there just wasn't anybody that came free. I was a little surprised when they brought all that pressure that there wasn't somebody that got free. Doug, it, the reason was the tight end blew it. He didn't run a route. He ran about four yards up the field and turned around and looked in the backfield. And that's going to be a loss of five on the play, the first time that they have sacked John Rouse in the game. Second down and 15. Out of the shotgun, Rouse. Fakes the handoff, comes straight ahead, has a little hole, but a good job by Horky to wrap him up. Again, one of those where if he doesn't rack it, wrap him up, the middle of the field is wide open for Rouse. He'll get to the 32. He gains four, third and 11. Yeah, that's the exact same play that Rouse scored the long touchdown run on in the first half, Doug, to take the 27 point uh, or get it to 27. They fake it to uh, Dicely going away, and then he runs power back the other way. And now they will actually have two wideouts, one right, right one to the left with Rouse. Two blocking backs ahead of him. He's in that shotgun. He's back to pass. Two-man route just a fade down the right side, and it's over the hands of McCoy Menke, who would not have had a chance to haul that in. And we're going to get a legit punt for Blue Hill for the first time in this football game. All set up because you tried to get cute and throw the ball. You're averaging there in that second half, and on this drive, you're averaging about five yards a carry. Nate Newhouse always says it. You high school coaches drive me nuts. You get bored with what's working. Yeah. And that's exactly what appeared to happen there. First down and 10 coming up for Twin Loop after this punt for Blue Hill. Again, they do a lot of shifting as if they're going to go for it, but it's fourth and 11. Mackin takes the snap. He's only about seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, pounds it down the middle. Horky off the bounce will take it at the 8, up to the 10. He's trying to go all the way from left to right, 15-20. Slips a tackle at the 25, still on his feet, 30. Right sideline, 35. He'll get to the 40 before he's pushed out of bounds, just short of the 35-yard line. A great run back there by Horky. No yellow hankies, and Twin Loop did a great job there. There was a whole bunch of spots there, Doug, where uh, because he cut that back against the grain, where guys in white just had to throw their arms up and jump out of the way so they didn't get a block in the back. Very well disciplined there. Now Blue Hill's going to get tested. We saw Twin Loop get tested in that first half. Now the back's against the wall, seven-point game. Your offense just got stopped. The Wolves went down and scored, and now they got it back after a big punt return. A 39-yard punt, but the return out to the 32 is a 24-yarder. A quick snap. They'll give it to Horky off the right side. He follows his block across the 35 and out to the 37-yard line. A gain of five on the play for Horky. So you can hear the fans on the far sideline a little bit there for a twin loop. Uh, Most of Sargent and Taylor, everybody in between is down here. Oh, yeah, the stands are full, and they're lined up from goal line to goal line watching a game in the fence. They feel like they're at home. Second down just into Blue Hill territory at the 39. 
Hand off Horky left side. This time he runs into a wall and pops off of that, slips another tackle, and gets to the 32-yard line of first down. A lot of times, and you always tell your guys, it's got to be 11 men and one poor soul on defense. You have to rally and run to the football. And a lot of times guys get caught up and go, oh, he's got him. He's going to make the tackle. One guy does not bring Horky down. Well, and John Coffey said, you know what? It's supposed to be 8-on-8, but defensively it might be 8-on-1 for us tonight. Quarterback sneaks straight up the head, and Oxford this time a little bit more as he's going to get to the 25-yard line, stretch it to the 24, and the Twin Loop Wolves are trying to drive for a tying score here midway through the third quarter. And, I mean, the dudes in white have electricity. They just ran a quarterback sneak for about seven yards, and all of the guys were jumping up and down like they just hit a 50-yard play. Five minutes to go in the third quarter, 27-20 Blue Hill. Second down and four at the 25. Again, they'll hand it off to Horky, and Horky will have the first down as he crosses the 20 to the 19-yard line. Five more. This is kind of what we saw Blue Hill doing with Dicely and quarterback John Rouse in the first half. But I, I will say this, Twin Loop, you better score here because when Blue Hill gets the ball back, you still haven't stopped their A and B gap run. They tried to throw the ball yep. on that last play. 63 yards of the quarter for Horky. Another first down. They'll mark him at the 19-yard line. And they'll hand it off Horky, and he runs into the middle of the line this time. And I think uh, just from reaction, he didn't get anything. But when you looked at Twin Loop, kind of all the linemen kind of stood up and said, well, we need to breathe. This this running fast is great, <laughs> but we, we, need, we need a break here. And they got nothing. Uh, good job in the middle of the football field there by Trent Court and company. Yeah, and you've got some hands on the hips, you know, and you're going to get some of that. Even if you played into the fourth quarter, like Coach Kozel said, well, we played our guys to the fourth quarter last week. Still, it was a 50-point win. The intensity's not there, and it's draining, Doug, that stress of every play as a player. It absolutely drains them. Second down and 10, twin loop at the Blue Hill, 19. Blue Hill's up 27-20. to 20. Oh, no. And we are going to get a timeout called here by twin loop a little late. Getting out of the huddle, you don't want to burn your timeouts in the third quarter of a close playoff game. And that's what we've got here, so we'll take it with them. 27-20 Blue Hill here on the Breeze. Thramers Food Center is located in downtown Blue Hill. At Thramers, they take pride in their fresh meat produce and their fast, friendly hometown service. Stop in for their daily lunch specials, some home fried chicken, or any of their delicious deli items. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Saturdays, 8 to 5.30. Good luck, Bobcats, from Tim and Deb and the crew at Thramers Food Center in Blue Hill. The Breeze 94.5. A reminder, you'll be able to hear Blue Hill State Volleyball here on The Breeze on a Thursday and Friday if they make the championship game Saturday because of Husker football, we will be on Classic Hits 98.9 FM, but they will be in action against Heartland at 5.30 on Thursday afternoon, our pregame at 5.15. Good luck to the Lady Cats. Here it is second and 10 twin loop at the Blue Hill 19-yard line. Blue Hill down seven. Toss sweep, Horky, left side. Nothing there, has to cut it back up over the center, and a good job of closing it down. The safety, John Rouse, comes in there to make sure he doesn't get more than the three yards that he gets. Maybe four will give him the 15. It'll be third down and six. Yeah, we haven't seen sweep yet tonight out of uh, Twin Loop. That's the first time we've seen toss. Now the big question becomes, Twin Loop's got a really good kicker. A lot of times in this situation, what you look at is you give yourself two downs here. They might, Doug, 
kick this field goal. Well, I'm going to tell you what. They just took out two big linemen and brought in two smaller, quicker slash ends here. So let's see what they do on third down and six. Yep, Oxford wants to pass. In the backfield, he's got time, throws it up, complete to Horky, and he is going to die for the pylon. He is out of bounds at the one-yard line. Again, on the play of 15, it'll be first and goal at the one. It looked like Horky hit the pylon. It would be good to see a replay on that one, but Blue Hill at least has a chance to stop him here at the one. The shots that Twin Loop has taken down the field have all been down the field throwing it. In my mind, I keep thinking, get it to Horky in the flat or across the middle so that he can make things happen. First and goal at the one. Oh, there was movement. But they sneak it in for the touchdown. Oh, the left slot black back. Spencer Keefe fell. He fell before they snapped the ball, and they did not throw the penalty flag. So, at least in my eyes, a little bit of a break there for Twin Loop as Oxford sneaks it in. Well, the Blue Hill coaches feel the same way. I can tell you that. I'd be shocked if they don't kick this extra point here. Try to tie the football game. Two of three for Kraus. And they will bring him out here. Again, he looked a lot better on the form on the previous kick, and a chance to tie it up here with just under three minutes to go in the third. Waiting the snap. There it is. It's good. And then there's a problem with it. They're going to run fire, and no problem. Horky gets dropped way behind the line of scrimmage. Do you think it was designed, or was there a problem? I think it was a bad snap, Doug. So the two-point run is no good, and Blue Hill continues to lead with 2.58 to go in the third quarter. Blue Hill 27, and Twin Loop 26 here on the Breeze. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. The Breeze 94.5. Well, right now, Twin Loop has dominated the third quarter, but we get a break right there for Blue Hill as Twin Loop not able to execute the extra point that would have tied it, and this kick is going to go out of bounds short of the two-yard line. And now Twin Loop May have to re-kick it. Let's see what Blue Hill decides to do. They're trying to just squeak it into that corner so that they can't get a good return, and this is, looks like it's an automatic. We're going to go re-kick. Yep, they're going to line back up and do just that. And if you're Blue Hill, Doug, as bad as this half has started for you, you look at the scoreboard, if the game ends now, you win. That's you're going right. to Mullen, so it's right. working for you. So Blue Hill just needs to settle it down here as Twin Loop scores on their first two possessions, and Blue Hill... Really legitimately got stopped for the first time in the football game. 27-26. The winner goes to Mullen, a 36-18 winner over twin loot, or over uh, Lawrence Nelson. Short kick. It'll be taken at the 15-yard line. The up man had to go back and get it. Now up to the 20, the 25. McCoy making down the left sideline. Breaks a tackle to the 30. And he'll be brought down just across the 35-yard line. At the 37, but it looks like we've got an injured twin loop player over there. I think it's Colby Coons, and it looks like he's reaching down, Doug, as a cramp. And you heard uh, Coach Kojal talk about that. And when your cramps happen when you're not in shape, conditioning does more for cramps than you have to be 
hydrated, I understand. But when you're not in shape, in great shape, that will start to happen to you. Well, and you always think, man, it's cold. It's 28 degrees. How can you get cramps? No, it's, it doesn't have to be 85 out there, although that happens more often. First and 10 at their own 38, Blue Hill. We'll put Rouse under motion, under center, and hand it off to Dicely. Around the right side, he'll just dive into twin loop territory at the 39-yard line. Coming in to make the tackle for twin loop was Cooper Coons. And also over there, Hunter Krause. So again, remember, there's Colby Coons and Cooper Coons. And that was Cooper that came in and made the tackle. A gain of three for Lane Dicely. Yeah, and again, I mean, it's, it's just gain, gain, gain. And now they get back in that diamond set. And that is with... Quarterback John Rouse in the shotgun with both of his backs ahead of him. Now he wants to throw the ball down the field. He has got Trent Carr. Carr, who had a touchdown earlier, can't haul it in at the 20. There were two defenders over there, but that was a really well-thrown ball by John Rouse, and it'll bring up third down and seven. And third and long now, Doug. And and, and uh, we just had another cramp, Doug, for Blue Hill. Trent Court just fell down out of the huddle, and somebody grabbed his leg. Yeah, he got himself up, but he's got to come off. Yeah, so it'll be Joe Mackin going in for him. 2-12 to go in the third quarter. Blue Hill 27, Twin Loop 26 in the D2 state quarterfinals. A rematch of last year. We're in Sargent. Twin Loop won at 29-27. Split out wide and left is Trent Carr. Little... Double wing with Dicely in motion. Fake the jet sweep. Rolling to the right. Wanting to throw down the right sideline. And it is going to be caught at the 15 and walking into the end zone. McCoy Minky. Twin loop went to deflect it. Missed it. Touchdown Bobcats from 39 yards away. We always talk about it. You got a high point to ball. There the defender jumped too soon. He panicked. As the defender, just run under the ball and go up with him, and you'll probably pick the thing. He jumped too soon. The ball came down to the receiver as the uh, defender was coming back down to the ground. Big, big play in this football game. It only takes 54 seconds for Blue Hill to answer, and they are going to put the extra point kicker, Joe Mackin, out there to try and kick this. Let's see if he settled it down a little bit after the problems in the first half. He's a left-footed kicker. And the snap. Good. Placement good. Kick up and kick is good. So with 2.04 to go in the third quarter, it's back to an eight-point game. Blue Hill 34 and Twin Loop 26 on the breeze. Get more than you expect Direct. Feeling like you need to go out of town for the best value on your new furniture? Why waste your time when you can shop Furniture Direct in Hastings? Furniture Direct has everyday low prices on top name brands like Ashley, Beautyrest, and Catnapper. Plus, get more than what you expect with express delivery, no interest financing, and friendly hometown service. Why drive when you can get more than you expect? Furniture Direct, behind Sonic on South Burlington in Hastings. The Breeze 94.5. Doug Doodle, Larry Baker with you here. And, Larry, you said if Twin Loop scores, we make it a shootout. It didn't take long. Yeah, no, and we do now because uh, Twin Loop looks like they're going to be able to move the ball here. We'll see how much of that boiled down to momentum, them being able to move the ball where they just lost some of that, or both of these offenses just going to destroy the D. Mackin trying to boot it into the end zone. That might be a little high, but it did get three yards deep. So Twin Loop. Just like they started the half, we'll start this drive at their own 15-yard line. Yeah, and I see the same stuff out of Twin Loop. I don't know that uh, they're going to be able to stop Horky. 
Kind of interesting. Blue Hill chose to go to the air there again in that drive and scored a touchdown, so that's why they're down there. And I guess this time of year I'm up here with you. But uh, uh, I, I just think Blue Hill can run the ball in the A-gaps here. I was surprised Twin Loop actually, and I don't even know if they bid on it. It was pretty good coverage. As you said, they just kind of mistimed the jump, give Rouse credit for another well-thrown football that time. But he was running option pass to the short side of the field. They had him hemmed in. There was no reason to look in the backfield, and here they're going to give it off and off to the races, 20-25. Stiff arm, 30, out to the 35-yard line. The Blue Hill fans want an offensive face mask on Horky here. Yeah, it was a stiff arm. You know, we had that the other night in the Carney game. You're totally allowed to stiff arm, but if you grab the face mask, uh, it would be a face mask. I think actually what happened there, Doug, is as the stiff arm happened, he pushed and it twisted the kid's head. If you grab the face mask, it's a face mask, huh? Well, you can have your hand on it, but you can't grab it. Uh, here's the handoff after the 20-yard gain, running over a man and getting just into Blue Hill territory. Horky's going to pick up six yards on the play, and that puts him over 200 in the football game. He had 112 in the first half, and he's got 97 here and might get 100 yards in the third quarter on his own. You know what ruins good runs like that? When your guard holds somebody and it's holding. Oh, that, that too, yeah. <laughs> Doug Duda, Larry Baker. Offset eye this time, Oxford. With the fullback right up against the line, they go counter right side, and it's enough for the first down into Blue Hill's 34-yard line. A gain of six that time for Alex Horky. Yeah, Dicely gutted him there. Dicely came from the opposite side linebacker spot and just greased him, but not before the damage was done. A minute 17 as they wind the clock here in the third quarter. 34-26 Blue Hill. So far, another dandy. They put out a, a spectacular game last year. And on first and 10 out of the eye, they give it to Horky left side. This time there is no hole. He'll be shoved backwards. Got to the line of scrimmage. That's it. Trent Carr led the way for the Bobcat defense. It'll be second down and 10. All right, so twin loop. Didn't get off the field when Blue Hill went play fake. This is smelling like that for Twin Loop here at some point. They're just running the ball right down Blue Hill's throat. Will Blue Hill be able to cover these ends when they go play fake? Second down and 10. Ball at the 35 of Blue Hill. They're bringing everybody in. Pitch play, Horky. Right side cuts it back up on the numbers. Has a little seam. Gets inside the 30. Dives forward to about the 27-yard line. It's going to be a gain of seven. And we'll call it third and a long three. They may have lost a half yard on the first down play, so we'll call it third and a long three. And Horky has gone over 100 yards in this third quarter alone. And that'll be the final play of the third quarter. The D2 State High School football quarterfinals will be third and a long three at the Blue Hill 29 when we start the fourth quarter. Your score is Blue Hill 34 and Twin Loop 26 on the breeze. We're back in one minute. Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. 
For all your furniture and flooring needs, stop at Blue Hill Furniture. In business since 1889, Blue Hill Furniture has the stability, selection, and quality of larger stores to go with friendly service and competitive prices. Top brand names, too. If you're looking for a single piece or an entire room, Blue Hill Furniture will take care of you. Better Buys in Blue Hill, located at 501 West Gage. For your convenience, they accept Visa and MasterCard. Blue Hill Furniture proudly supports Blue Hill Athletics and Academics. The Breeze, 94.5. Doug Duda, Larry Baker back with you here on The Breeze, and this may come down to extra points. It's an eight-point game right now. Twin loop trailing here at Blue Hill, and we've got third down and a long three coming up at the 29-yard line of the Bobcats. Yeah, and it is a long three. I think it's about more like four, but I'd feel good about it because I'd give it to Horky twice. Twin Loop did what they needed to do to start the third quarter, back-to-back touchdowns, but they missed an extra point. Then Blue Hill answered their up eight. Here we go. First play of the fourth quarter. Oxford gives it to Horky off the right side, has a seam, breaks a tackle, down the sideline 20, and he'll be brought down at the 17-yard line by Ethan Sharp. But Horky, again, just so slippery. Yeah, he's fast. He runs behind his pads. He's got a pretty low center of gravity, Doug. Guys bounce off of him. That's an 11-yard gain. I have Horky for 229 yards in the game. Rouse, 116, and Dicely, 88 for Blue Hill. He'll get to 300 tonight, Doug, I think. With that 39-yard touchdown pass, right now the difference. They'll hand it off to Horky again, trying to follow his blocker. This time it's plugged up a little bit, but even when it doesn't look like he gets much, that's going to be from the 17 to about the 13-yard line, a gain of... Three and a half. We'll call it second and seven. Yeah, the key there, Doug, is his feet never stop. He might not be going anywhere, but his feet don't stop. So he's able to take those small hops and be able to get himself into a gap that has room. Well, they had a couple of brothers that played for him in their state championship year that Horky reminds us a lot of quarterback sneak straight up the middle in Oxford. There is a big hole. He's going to get down to about the six-yard line. That's very close to a first down. It looks like maybe a yard short. Here's what Coach Kozier... No, it is a first down. They say lay down the stick. Sorry, Larry. He picks up seven on the quarterback yeah. sneak. They've run it three times now. And here's what's happening in that, Doug. Blue Hill's running a forefront. And because Horky is gutting them in the B and the C gap, the linebackers are playing over that. And they're just telling the quarterback, if there's nobody over the center, no Mike Backer, do it. First down and goal, twin loop. Down eight at the seven-yard line of Blue Hill. Oxford under center. They will send the tight end from left to right for an extra blocking back. They give it to Horky. He follows him. Horky is going to be hit. He's going to spin. He is going to be into the end zone for another twin loop touchdown. I think this will be two. I think I think he's got to go for two here now, Doug, just simply because he's and, – and really it has more to do with your offense than it does your kicking game or the score of the game, anything like that. It is about now, one, you're still down by one. But, two, Horky's been so good. You know, the dude's got about 250 on the night. What's three more? Another 65-yard drive, and they line up for two. The same formation they just ran the touchdown out of. The same play. Horky is in, and this game is tied with 10 minutes and 32 seconds to go in the D2 state quarterfinals. It's Blue Hill and Twin Loop tied at 34. We'll have the kickoff on the breeze right after this. 
NewTech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put NewTech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. Breeze 94.5. Let's look at our field conditions brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners. Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed. Science with service delivering success. Well, the field is full of happy twin-loop wolves right now. Can Blue Hill change that on a short kick taken at the 7-yard line up the field to the left side to the 10 to the 15? And it's going to be across the 20, the 25, and it's going to be Menke bringing it up to about the 30-yard line where they stop him. And now Blue Hill, who has only trailed once in this football game at 7 to nothing, still doesn't trail, but it sure has a different field here. And the actual field for our field conditions has been in excellent shape here. Blue Hill has always done a good job. And, of course, when you're winning, you take a lot of pride in everything around your program. Well, yeah, I mean, they've just reeled off 21 here, has twin loop. But Blue Hill still's only been stopped once in the half. So first down and 10. The drive will start just short of the 30 at the 29. Looks like a whole lot of motion and a counter, and there's too much there. And the tackle made by Braden Stroll just took too long to get that ball into the hands of your big fullback, Lane Dicely, and he is going to be dropped for a two-yard loss. Old-school crossbuck. All you old-schoolers at home, you know what that is. It looks like split back. The one back gets the hand. The other guy gets the ball, and they cross. Blue Hill has been so good letting it hit immediately straight ahead. Too much motion there. Leland Skeen loves yeah. that one right there. Second down and 12 at their own 27 now. Blue Hill needs something positive. They're going to spread it out a little bit. Empty backfield for the quarterback, Rouse. He'll take the snap. Looks for a little screen to the right side, and it's complete to Mackin. Mackin can't slip the tackle. He'll be brought down at the original line of scrimmage. No gain. Twin loop all over that one. Doug, and, and they may score on the next play, but I'm telling you, even even on the touchdown drive on the last, they start this half chewing up the field five yards at a time with those same runs out of the same formations. Since they've gone away from that, only the long pass has been a positive play. And now Blue Hill in a passing situation with Trent Carr out here to the left on third and 13. Out of the shotgun, Rouse takes the snap. Looks fade pattern down the left side, going for it all for Carr. He makes the catch inside the 25, and he'll be brought down at the 23, and the Bobcats are right on top of it. They'll say his knee is down at the 25-yard line, but a big first down. Yeah, and there it is. We said you'd get a good one. Colby Coons on the coverage. And Doug, just like the last one, great coverage. He's with him step for step. Wasn't beat at all. He never played the ball. He just kept running with the receiver. The receiver played the ball, came down with it. Great pitch and catch. That time Carr won the hand fight. It'll be first down and 10 here for Blue Hill. Tie ball game, 8.45 to go. They're at the twin loop. 25, direct snap to Dicely. Dicely has a little room. He's going to make some more with that big old frame. Inside the 20 to the 18, a gain of 7. There they go back to their stuff. 7-yard gain in the A-gap. I wouldn't go away from it again. So a chance to take the lead and start thinking big picture. How many more possessions will each team have? 
Blue Hill might only have one more after this. Maybe Twin Loop gets it twice. We're down to 8.15 to go. Second down and three at the 17-yard line. It's going to be quarterback power all the way off the right side. First down, Rouse just follows his big man, Dicely, also behind McCoy Menke, and he's going to be down at the 13-yard line. Twin Loop does not stop Blue Hill, Doug, if they stay with this offense. Their last two plays have been what they've had made all their money on tonight. They've just got to stay with this. They've gotten lucky and caught the two passes here in the second half. Just keep doing what they've done on the ground. First down and 10. We'll call it the 13 with the offset eye. Rouse is under center this time. A little longer on the cadence. Gives it to Dicely straight up the middle, and that's just a massive humanity. He's going to get two. Not much there. It'll be second down and eight. Yep, that was just straight ISO out of the eye, offset eye. Of course, Blue Hill has run that offset eye all the way back to the late 2000s when they were making their state championship runs. You know, then they kind of went to they ran the same offense out of that diamond set, but they love that offset eye. This is KLIQFM, Hastings, Kearney, Blue Hill, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Second down and eight at the 12, a twin loop and a tie ball game. Back out of that diamond with the shotgun. Rouse wants to follow off the left side, and Riley Oxford comes in there, but he's able to drag the defenders for a couple more down to about the eight. That's going to be a gain of four. Should be third and four. Oh, he is going to get up. I'm just telling you, John Rouse, that was rough. He got his knee completely bent back, and the whole pile went over the top of him there. Well, this is the only game still going in Class D in the state quarterfinals. In D1, Medicine Valley over Perkins County, 48-26. South Loop over Chambers-Wheeler Central Ewing, 54-15. East Butler over Creighton, 40-28. And Howells Dodge. Over Johnson Brock, 54 to 42. Mullen plays the winner of this game. They beat Lawrence Nelson 36 to 18. And Fall City Sacred Heart and Bruning Davenport Shickley, both winners. Third and fourth, the twin loop eight. Out of that diamond again. It's going to be a straight snap to Dicely. And Dicely, mm, boy, I don't think he got it. He got to the five. Ooh, and then somebody gets chucked off the pile at the last moment. But that's because trying to strip the football out of there was Horky. Alex Horky. <laughs> Horky came out of there with the football. And it is going to be fourth down and one after Dicely picked up three. Big, big play here. Do you sell out and guess if you're a twin loop or you just hope you make a play? I run the direct snap to Dicely or I run quarterback power and I do it out of diamond. They've been your two best plays. Coffee's going to take a timeout, probably smart. Blue Hill's going to use as much time as they can here, and then they are going to use their first timeout. So each team will have two timeouts remaining in this football game. We have 537 remaining. Blue Hill has it fourth and one at the Twin Loop 5 in a 34-34 tie. We'll be back with more in a moment on The Breeze. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. The Breeze 94.5. Well, the very little things in football come into play on a play like this. You're going to be anxious. So if it's a direct snap to Dicely, is he anxious? 
you got to get that snap. you got to grab it before you move forward. If they give it to Rouse out of that shotgun slash diamond, does he, does he get anxious? Or do you just line up and play offset eye and go quarterback sneak or hand it to Dyson? Here's the toughest thing. You're screaming at your O-lineman here. you got to get off the ball. you got to get off the ball. And one of them dudes jumps off sides here. That's always the scary part. Here we go. Big moment for Blue Hill. Tied at 34. The Bobcats have it fourth and one at the twin loop five. They'll put Rouse under center. Sets the offensive line down. Long cadence. Takes the snap. Quarterback sneak. Looks like maybe there was some motion. Flags out everywhere at first. Well, the ball dropped on the ground. I thought the ball got snapped and everybody stayed there because Rouse had it and then he didn't go forward because none of his line moved. So that's a weird thing. It looked like it was a illegal procedure, but it probably wasn't. I but think the center probably snapped it before everybody was ready. I think Rouse started going forward on the quarterback Could sneak. That's why it looked that way, Doug. Rouse started going forward too soon, and that's why I said that's the penalty that always gets you because you're just hammering your guys. They just called timeout. Blue Hill just spent number two. Well, you kick a field goal. You got a kid that can kick it. You got a kid that can give you the lead. You're probably going to get the football back. And a touchdown would then win it, even if Twin Loop goes down and scores. Timeout on a field decision. Fourth and six at the 10. With 534 left, that is a really good point, though. The number of possessions that that even Twin Loop is still going to have is going to be very limited. Probably only one. There is, unless unless something weird, you get it inside a minute. uh, You need to get something going to the length of the field. If I throw the ball here, I run the tight end drag. They've ran it twice. They've completed it both times. And the one time, it was a big play. The outside linebacker didn't get it. Boy, if if you had made every extra point and both kids have missed it, this could be a 38 and that's safety. Again, remember, Blue Hill has a safety in the football game, and then you have a two-point conversion that has been made by Twin Loop. So it's not a. It shouldn't necessarily be 35-35, but it could be 35-35. And then I think you have a lot of confidence that you send Joe Mackin out there and kick the extra, uh, kick the field goal. But they are not kicking a field goal. They are going for it. Lane Dicely will be to the left. You've got Trent Court to the right. They're out of that diamond shotgun. John Rouse calling the cadence on fourth and six. He wants to throw, rolls to his right, under trouble. He is going to be hit. He is going to be sacked by Twin Loop. Holy smokes. Okay, here we go. Twin Loop on a heater right now on offense, and they just got it back. Rafe Rupert actually puts it away. The son of assistant coach Rusty Rupert, the six foot, 245-pound sophomore, finished it off after two of his teammates came back there and sandwiched him, I believe one of those being Stroll again. And it's really interesting. Twin loop in the first half got all the way down and looked like they were going to score inside the five, got shoved all the way back on this last drive. Blue Hill was going to go in, and penalties ran them off the thing. And that's going to be the second sack of the ball game. It's a six-yard loss, and now Twin Loop takes over at their own 16. 5.26 to go. Oxford to Horky. Horky off the right side, looking to stay on his feet, and they finally just shove him down. Boy, he's actually stopped. You keep talking about his feet moving. That time they had his feet, but he kept the knees moving <laughs> yeah. so that he could get shuffling forward to the 19-yard line. It's going to be a gain of three, second and seven. Again, be ready for your in the seam. The the pass that they missed in the first half, they ran it out of this formation that they've ran here the whole second half. They stick it in Horky's belly, and that end goes right up the field, right in the seam. 130 yards rushing in the second half for Alex Horky, 242 yards total. He had the tying touchdown and two-point conversion on their last possession. Second down and seven at their own 19. They better hurry. 
and they want to call a timeout because they would have got delay a game, and Coach Kozel yells timeout, and each team now only has one timeout remaining. We'll take it with them. 34-34, 4.37 to go in the game. Twin Loop has its second and seven at their own 19 here in Blue Hill on the breeze. Central State Bank of Campbell, Franklin, Oxford, Blue Hill, and Red Cloud is a full-service bank offering every banking service your family might need, offering internet and mobile banking. Log on to southcentralstatebank.com. Good luck, sports teams from the South Central State Bank, member FDIC. The Breeze 94.5. Well, this is all we thought it would be and maybe a little bit more, Larry Baker. Blue Hill up 27-13 at the half, now 34-all, and they've got to play defense when loop with the ball. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm just telling you, we've seen this thing ebb and flow. A big defensive stop here by Blue Hill. Stick that offense right back on the field. So Twin Loop lining up here, second down, seven yards to go. And they just want to get it up the middle, and there is nothing there. Blue Hill sells out and makes the play on Horky. Yeah, Grant Streff does a great job. They didn't have to blitz there, Doug. Grant Streff, 77, just beats the offensive lineman and swallows Horky. Big third down here. Don't forget when our football game is over, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Final stats, scores from around the state. We'll let you know what the matchups are for Monday's semifinals. And we may also have an opportunity to talk with Blue Hill head coach John Coffey. Third down, seven yards to go. At their own 19, they're going to spread it out here. And we've got penalty flags. And that was going to go nowhere. They're going to spread it out, and they were going to run the ball. And Trent Carr was there. Yeah, I think Oxford was going to keep it that time. He had already belly faked Horky. But now it's going to be third down and 12 yards to go. So both teams making some mistakes here as the air goes out of the room. They haven't been in these situations. Neither one of them have, Doug. Uh, So you're starting to see these mistakes come up as the pressure in this situation is through the roof. Fifth penalty of the ball. Game on twin loop for 35 yards. Four penalties for 30 yards on Blue Hill. And again, they better you gotta, yeah, you got to get your play in here. And Twin Loop can't even afford to burn the timeout here. Third down and 12, they call it. They come up to the line of scrimmage, spread it out again. Five seconds, four seconds. Oxford under center, gets the snap, drops straight back. It's a screen pass out in the flat, complete to Horky. Makes a man miss. Excuse me, that's Coons at the 20 to the 23. That's only the second time he's touched it, and he is going to be short of the first down. They had a big play on that earlier in the contest, but this time, not enough. It's going to be fourth down and about six. Yeah, Dicely there makes the play for Blue Hill. He doesn't make the tackle, Doug, but he got out there and made Coon. Uh, start uh, cutting it back and making some moves, and that allowed everybody else to rally, or that would have been another big play had Dicely not gotten there. So they've got to punt it away now. 3.23 to go. Hunter Krause has boomed some high long ones. High snap, gets set, no rush. This one's more of a line drive that Mackin will field at the 15-yard line to the right side, 20, 25, and he is going to be pulled down out of bounds. Right about that spot. So a good kick and a nice return as well. And I'll tell you, uh, in this short time, Twin Loop has not handled the fade tonight, Doug. They've given up a couple big fade balls. That's a 40-yard punt. 
Each team one timeout remaining. 3-11 to go in this state quarterfinal, and we are tied at 34. Blue Hill ball out of the diamond. That's the two backs in front of the shotgun for John Rouse. No wideouts. Rouse takes the high snap. Quarterback lead. He's going to run into Oxford. He's going to get stood up as he gets to the 27-28 yard line. A gain of maybe two on the play. Yeah, and Rowdy Oxford does a nice job there. He gets him stood up, and his buddies get there, and there was some pawing at the ball there too, Doug. Tell you what, when we've all had all this offense here, the last couple series, the defense has stood up for both ball clubs. You stick this thing at the 10 if we go to OT, and there might be 300 points scored. Oh, my goodness. What a way to have somebody win and somebody go home. Now Rouse is under center on second down and eight. Again, that's always an unbalanced eye to the right this time. He wants to throw. Back in the backfield. He is going to be sacked. Riley Oxford drops him at the 22-yard line. Oxford got back there so quick. I thought Rouse was going to step underneath him, which he's done three or four times. And that's going to be a loss of six on the play. Maybe seven. It'll be third down and 15. Yeah, it's it's if, if Twin Loop can defend the fade ball, they haven't. And that's been their bugaboo. Uh, twin Loop, though, on offense. Horky can score from anywhere on the field. So you've got two big bullets or one for each team here. Two minutes to go. Mankey to the right, Carr to the left, out of that shotgun for Rouse, third and 15, tie ball game, long count, takes the snap, wants to throw, he just throws it up for grabs, it's a jump ball, pushing off and catching the football is Trent Carr, and he'll be brought down at the 27, wasn't really a push off, but again, it's just a lot of hand fighting, he's taller, he went up and made the catch. Doug. I just got to be honest, that's terrible defense in the sense that you've got Minky out on the numbers. If you're familiar with the football field, the receiver is on the numbers. The guy covering the receiver is in. Is on the hash. They've done this all night. That's why the fade ball's been there. 31 yards and a first down here at the 27-yard line. First and 10, 90 seconds to go. Rouse to the right side. He runs right into the arms of the waiting defender. And making the tackle that time again is going to be Hunter Krause. Got a half a yard. It'll be second down and 10. Yeah, and minute 17 left. Only one timeout. And again, they got a kid that can kick it far enough that maybe a 40-yarder becomes in play. Yeah, it does. They try to hustle up to the line. There'll be a minute left when this ball is snapped. Rouse under center. Second down and 10 at the 27 of Twin Loop. Turns. Dicely. Hit in the backfield. He keeps those legs churning. They stand him up. He's got to hold on to that ball. And he does finally smartly go down at the 25. Boy, he was hit immediately and picked up three yards. Just smoked right off the get-go there by Joe Krumel. 42, I think, is... is I think 42's a potential field goal maker for Twin Loop, not Blue Hill. 35 seconds to go. They're not in range yet. Third down and seven, and Twin Loop... I believe, has called a defensive touchdown or timeout here, their final one of the ball game. And we're going to keep it here. We don't want to miss anything. With the score 34-all, you have got two plays here for Blue Hill to convert into a first down. And if they don't, we're most likely going to go into overtime unless they make some kind of a mistake. I can't see that happening. They have a timeout. What do you think? Run it here and see what happens? Yeah, absolutely, because you know you're not in field goal range, so you've got two plays here. I stick with my offense. Here's The other thing I will say, though, Doug, honestly, Twin Loop's not going to stop playing the fade ball. 
maybe here on third down. I, I do throw one of those fades. They are it's they are out of this thing by alignment. The receiver's on the numbers. He's all the way inside to the hash. That's why they haven't defended one yet. I think if you can get five yards here, you kick the field goal. That would make it a 37-yarder if you can get five here. They line up that diamond formation again, third and seven at the 25 of Twin Loop Blue Hill tie ball game. Rouse back to throw, has time, throws it underneath. It's complete, and stepping out of bounds at the 17-yard line is McCoy Mankey, but that is not a f- boy. We may actually see the chains come out. No, nope. They just moved. They moved them. That is enough for a Blue Hill first down. Boy, uh, well, now they spotted about a yard farther than where the side yeah. judge was, so the ball is at the 16-yard line. That That's going to be a gain of nine. That was the tight end drag we talked about a little while ago. They're three for three on that play tonight, Doug. 28 seconds to go for Blue Hill. They're at the 16-yard line of Twin Loop. Rouse out of that shotgun. The crowd ready to go crazy. He wants to throw in the pocket underneath. Same play, complete. And stepping out of bounds inside the 10-yard line at the 7. It'll be second down. Four for four. What they do is they're showing quarterback power to the left. They send the backs to the left. The quarterback takes one of those little Tim Tebow steps to the left. And the right tight end is dragging across the whole time. Nobody has picked him up. McCoy Mankey hauling in both of those. And now Blue Hill is going to call their final timeout with the clock stopped. 22 seconds remaining in this football game. We're tied at 34 back after this on The Breeze. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The Breeze 94.5. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, back with you here at Blue Hill 34-34. It's been this way for over 10 minutes. Alex Horky scored from seven yards out and converted the two-point run with 10.32 to go in the fourth quarter. That's been the only score here. Blue Hill has scored one touchdown in the second half after being up 27-13 at the half. And we have a second down at about two at the Twin Loop 7. No timeouts, 22 seconds to go. And Rouse wants to get a touchdown on the board here. In the shotgun, Rouse calls the cadence, takes it. Back to pass. In some trouble. Avoids the sack. Throws over the middle. There's nobody there, and it is incomplete. Here's the switch, Doug. And that was a switch. When they came out and put Minky out there where they've been throwing the fade ball, out came Horky, and he shoved Kuhn back into the safety. Horky went out there that time. They're probably lucky he didn't get the ball off because Horky was with him. He'd have picked it. Krummel putting some pressure on, and now it's third down. And you mentioned you might want to kick the field goal on third down just in case there's a botch, but they are sending Rouse back out there with 17 seconds to go. Third down and no two timeouts. at the seven. Spread formation. Rouse. Calls the cadence in a tie ball game. Takes the snap. He wants to throw fade to the right corner of the end zone, and it is going to be incomplete. There is some contact. There is no flag trying to get it to McCoy Mankey. They did make some contact down there, Larry. I think Oxford is the safety over there on the play. 
And now it is fourth down, and it may be in the hands or the foot of Joe Mackin. And he is he is on a he's not on the hash, but he's he's not in the center of the field. This is it to make it to the state semifinals. It is a 25-yard field goal where they have it set down for Joe Mackin in a tie game and 11 seconds to go. The left footer awaits the snap. It's good. It's down. The kick is away. Plenty of leg, and it is good. And Blue Hill has taken a 37-34 lead with seven seconds remaining in the state quarterfinals. Now you just got to keep it out of number 20's hand to try to squib it and try to get it to run all the way down the field, and you can't let 20 get his hands on it. That was a clutch moment, Doug. I'll tell you what. He probably wasn't going to have a problem anyway, but Joe Mackin can have a prom date anytime he wants now yeah. after knocking that baby right through there. That's exactly right, and it's really big. It was the fade ball to Trent Carr all night that set all of this up. Because don't forget, Doug, that was a third down deep in Blue Hill territory well, around the 30 where they completed the big fade ball that set that whole thing up. And then they were able to run the same tight end drag that they'd run two times in the first half for big gains. They ran it two more times. And what looked like, let's try to get a first down or get ourselves in a spot for a field goal, they were able to take three shots into the end zone. Well, does Twin Loops sell out on the kick return, considering they might have one offensive play? Can Mackin kick it through the end zone? No, it's a squib kick, and they'll just fall on it. The ball is loose, but they have it at the 33. Oh, boy. 5.5. So one play and actually pretty good field position for a desperation play here for Twin Loop. Yeah, you've got to, and I still believe you've got to do something. It's got to be about 20. Alex Horky, get him into the flat or in the middle of the field where he, because Doug, they can back these guys up as much as they want. If Alex Horky gets a run on them, he will uh, juke them right out of their shoes. Here we go, Oxford. In the shotgun, just a two-man rush. He throws it as far as he can. It's not going to get to the end zone. It's intercepted, and Blue Hill is headed to Mullen next Monday night for the State High School Football Semifinals. What a big deal, Doug. They were yelling at him to go down. He ran that thing all the way back to the 35. That's a tough way to lose if you're twin loop. I guess they're just going to have to meet in the state quarters next year for the rubber match. What a football game. Here this evening, you heard it in the voice of head coach John Coffey in our pregame interview. It didn't matter really what question I asked him. He said, my boys are ready to play. We thought we would get twin loop. We wanted to have them at home. We got them at home. And you win an eight-man game on a field goal. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it was great football. But you can hear it in Coach Coffey's voice. And any time you get to this point in the season and you start hearing coaches talk about who they want to play and they start referring to the summer, that meant every last rep all summer, it was twin loop. Everything that was done was about them. Even when he talked about his conditioning in the pregame interview, when he talked about how he conditions at the end of the year for these moments, or at the end of every practice for these moments, this was a mission game for them. And twin loop will get back on their bus here in about 45 minutes or so. Head back up to the high school in Sargent, and then they will make their way out to their rural homes for some of them. Uh, And some of them will sit there and go, we were good enough to be back in Lincoln for a second consecutive year. But in a game like this, you could play it ten times, and it's probably going to be 5-5. 
And a two-point win for Twin Loop last year, a three-point win for Blue Hill here tonight. Final score, the Blue Hill Bobcats 37, the Twin Loop Wolves 34. The New West Post Game Show is coming up in a minute on The Breeze. Ron's Pharmacy is your Health Mart pharmacy in Blue Hill with complete pharmacy service, including mail-out service. Ron's Pharmacy also has school supplies, American greeting cards, Russell Stover's candies, and Timex watches. You can trust and depend on Ron's Pharmacy because they've been serving you for more than 30 years. Ron's Pharmacy proudly supports academics and athletics in Blue Hill and wishes all the athletes and coaches good luck. Ron's Pharmacy, your Blue Hill Health Mart pharmacy. Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. The Breeze 94.5. Well, you hear the phrase a lot of times that it's too bad somebody had to lose this football game, but uh, I'm going to tell you what, too, Larry. You got two great football teams here. Lawrence Nelson gave Mullen a heck of a run, and a lot of people believe Fall City Sacred Heart and Brooding Davenport Shickley are 1 2. And Fall City Sacred Heart had to score in the last 30 seconds to beat Bloomfield today. There are at least six outstanding football teams in D2. Yeah, no question. And, and you know, these two, clearly Twin Loops done. But Blue, Hill, eight. B- Blue Hill's a little bit of a nightmare uh, for anybody because they're big up front. They're kind of – they're big um, in the deep or offensive backfield. They get off the ball well. But I can just tell you, Doug, this seems to be a team on one of those missions – but I will say that Mullen's got a pretty good running back. Don't you agree? Yeah, Edis is, uh, I mean, he's got the pedigree. He's extremely good. But Blue Hill just beat a team that had a pretty good running back. But my point is they're going to have to have some of those big plays on offense like they did tonight because Mullen's going to see where they're going to be able to make some money. The runs that Twin Loop did have tonight were out of a lot of simple sets, and Mullen runs a lot of that stuff. Well, this is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. A 25-yard field goal from Joe Mackin with seven seconds remaining ends up being the difference. But there were so many big plays in this football game. Back on the New West Post Game Show, we're going to get an opportunity to uh, talk to one of the Blue Hill coaches here in uh, just a moment. Our state football coverage brought to you by Marylanding Healthcare, your care, our inspiration, and Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Larry, was there a turning point in this football game? Because it seemed that Twin Loop controlled the second half, and uh, Blue Hill was able to kind of right the ship uh, a little bit later on, just to get that field goal uh, on the last uh, series and, and make a big stop on Twin Loop when they had a chance to take the lead in this football game. Yeah, actually, I would say like there were about three or four turning points in this game, none of which, in a sense, uh, came down to the end of this game. 
the turning points, you know, we had a couple big ones at the beginning, like all of a sudden, okay, Blue Hill makes the big mistake early, Twin Loop goes down and scores, and you think, oh, okay, Twin Loop's pretty good. Blue Hill goes on the big run, but I don't think any of it mattered. At the end of the ga- at the end of the day, this thing gets to eight minutes or whatever it was left, and they were tied. And both being great football teams, they both could literally look at it and say, okay, we got eight minutes to do this for all the marbles because it's tight. It's not like in basketball where we got to count the fouls and this. It's, it's just literally there was eight minutes left, and what you saw from that moment was a different game. Both defenses started playing better, and did they just got going, and in the end, Blue Hill was better in those eight minutes. Well, hard to believe that the longest scoring drought in the football game was in the fourth quarter where we went uh, ten and a half minutes without any points until that field goal uh, came in. And we're not going to talk basketball. We're going to talk football with assistant <laughs> coach Tim Streff. Coach, uh, I know everybody's wanting a piece of your time, so congrat- all, the, all the coaches and players down there. Uh, congratulations. I guess this played out about like most people figured that it could play out considering what we saw last year yeah you know we knew we told them all week it's gonna come down to the fourth quarter um it was very similar to last year's game you know uh they made the plays at the end of the game last year to win it uh this year is just the opposite we made some big plays uh john threw some nice passes trent went up and just high pointed the ball made some big uh third and long receptions for us keep the drive going talk about We'll probably work our way from the excitement at the end uh, on the way back, but talk about your strategy there uh, after you got the long pass to get into twin loop territory on the last drive uh, where you where you know you can kick a field goal even though you've missed a couple extra points, mm-hmm. uh, and yet the guarantee of a touchdown is there. Talk about the play calling and, and what you were doing over those last six, seven plays. You know, it's tricky. We're still trying to score a touchdown, uh, so we're trying to run some plays that are a little safer pass-wise. You know, we told John he can't take a sack, uh, throw it away if they're covered. Uh, but we were going to take a couple shots. We knew we were in field goal range. And, uh, yeah, Joe might have missed a couple early, but we have the, the, the most faith in him of any kicker we've ever had. And uh, he came through at the end. Coach Streff, a couple questions for you. Both, I mean, tremendous running team. Both of them end up uh, throwing the ball. You were 4 for 4 throwing that uh, quarterback power tight end drag tonight where we ran the power off the left, drag off the right. Uh, that was very good. Was that something you'd seen on film that they weren't going to pick that backer up? Uh, or excuse me, the backer was never going to pick that tight end up coming across? Right. They usually drop that number 20, their middle backer, deep in coverage. So it usually leaves the drag across the field pretty open. And uh, we took advantage of that as much as we could. You know, first half, we really ran the ball well. Our line just dominated them, I thought. Uh, second half, they came out and uh, they gave us some trouble. You know, they did some blitzing. Um, but they just kind of dominated us there for a little bit. But uh, we got enough blocking at the end, especially pass blocking, that uh, we could move it down the field. And then when tremendous success on the fade ball. I think that ultimately was the key tonight, that he was able to put it where it was supposed to be. Car went up and high pointed it every time like he was supposed to do. But were you able to keep going back to it? It looked like the way that Twin Loop lined up to it was very interesting. You're out on the number, and they're leveraged all the way into the hash, and you've got the tall receiver. Did you see that and feel like you could continue to come back to that? Yeah, we knew both their corners were about 5'6", five, 5'7", five, and uh, we go 6'2", six, 6'3", six, at those end spots. Uh, and they are working hard to take away the slant, the middle of the field on those. So, yeah, we worked on the slant fade a lot this week, and uh, you know, just a straight fly because we knew we could get it outside the numbers. Uh, and just go up and get it against them. We're talking with Blue Hill assistant coach Tim Streff here for another moment. 37-34 win over a twin loop tonight. Uh, 
what do you think about the way you played against Alex Horky? He got his numbers, and probably part of the reason that they, quote, dominated you there a little bit in the third quarter was because of the way he, he was running the football. And he got his numbers tonight. Uh, what did you think of, about the way you played him uh, with your defense? Well, I mean, he's a special running back. That kid is amazing. They uh, put the saddle on him and rode him. I don't know how he keeps going like that, but uh, he's a special back. And But uh, – yeah, we, we tried to contain him. He broke free a couple times, but for the most part, we didn't allow the big play. You know, they had to march it, and, uh, you know, that last possession they had, we stepped up big defensively and uh, stopped them to get the ball back and give us a chance. Physically, uh, they were talking about how it would maybe be the most physical eight-man game a lot of people had seen last year, so why not take it to the next level tonight? Coach Coffey talked about it with us in the pregame. Uh, we're up here and we can hear it. What was it like down there on the sidelines? How how physical did this game end up being? Yeah, there's a lot of pad crunching. You know, we talked about that all year. We're a physical team, and we knew they're physical from playing them last year. Um, it just had to get a hat on a hat, give us some creases, and uh, you know, stay down in distance. And we did a great job. Our line was amazing. No holding penalties tonight. You know, we took care of the ball. Other than that first possession where the ball got snapped into the running back other than that you know we played fairly flawless on offense so have you uh, a couple here have you seen mullen at all on film you know you're going to see another good running back out of them kind of like you did here and talk about next week a little bit 48 minutes away from the big trip to sure yeah i mean we're right where we want to be uh, i think they're a team very similar to this no i have not seen them all of our focus has been on twin loop um but, yes, they have a very good running back. Uh, I think he's going to be a little bit bigger than this kid. Uh, but if there's one thing we can do, we're, we're pretty good against the run. You know, where we struggle sometimes is against spread passing teams, and they're not that. So, you know, I like our matchup. Finally, Coach, uh, just talk about your quarterback. Uh, we we were talking about the two fullbacks that you had last year, and now it's not two fullbacks, but it's 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 Rouse and Dicely, and, and they kind of split it. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of – a uh, specialty to what you guys necessarily did about three four different formations larry brought up the passing uh he he did what he needed to do in that area tonight yeah we uh put in a new formation that gave us some success in the first half but they made some adjustments like we thought at halftime and we didn't get much out of that but uh yeah i mean we spread it out between uh rouse and dicely and they, they both ran hard tonight um trent court did a great job lead blocking for them to give us some cracks um you know, John's a special player. He did a great job. Like I said, no turnovers, hit the big passes when we needed them, you know, and that's all you can ask out of a high school kid. Well, it was a heck of a fun game again for the second year in a row. Blue Hill seems to find a way to play some exciting football, especially in the postseason. And, uh, Coach, uh, off to Mullen on uh, Monday, so I guess we got some Monday football. So uh, we'll have the game uh, on Monday, and we wish you the best of luck. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Congratulations. Thank you. Coach Tim Streff. The assistant coach here for the Blue Hill Bobcats. They win it 37-34. to We'll come back and take a look at the final numbers on the New West Post Game Show right after this. Get more than you expect at Furniture Direct. When you hear the name Furniture Direct, low prices is about what you'd expect. But at Furniture Direct, you get more than you expect. Like coil spring seating in our catnapper recliners and motion furniture so they keep sitting great for years to come. Plus express delivery so you can enjoy your furniture right away. Get more than you expect at Furniture Direct. Behind Sonic on South Burlington and Hastings, FurnitureDirectHastings.com. 
Do you have a passion for athletics? Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. The Breeze 94.5. Jump 11 seconds to go. The left footer awaits the snap. It's good. It's down. The kick is away. Plenty of leg, and it is good. And Blue Hill has taken a 37-34 lead with seven seconds remaining. Well, it doesn't get much more exciting than that. Scoring on uh, the final moments of the football game, there was a couple of those in D2 today. Fall City Sacred Heart did the same thing to get a, a win up at Bloomfield uh, against the Bees. Uh, well, what do you what do you think, Larry? As we uh, get ready to take a look at the uh, final numbers in this football game, I think uh, all the guys <laughs> kind of did what they were supposed to do in this game. As we said, it came down to who had the ball last. Yeah, it, it, that's absolutely what it came down to, and we were talking about that through that second half. That that's what it would be. I thought it was a very well played football game. There were a few mistakes late uh, that popped up, but I thought it was a. a well-played football game and you know guys were helping each other up all night and you just saw it uh, here as they're leaving the field the only people left on the field are the seniors that of course played in that state championship game a year ago for uh twin loop and lane dicely from um blue hill is out there talking to all of them and now they're all kind of walking off together so look like they exchanged gloves or something but it just it, it was a game that was well officiated it had uh, lots of excitement, lots of hard play, and it's what you want to see this time of year. And it's too bad for Twin Loop, but when you're a team like Blue Hill and they've just absolutely sunk everything into this thing, they want to take that next step, and they knew they were going to have to get through the defending state runner-up to do it, and they showed up and did that tonight. Now they've got to take the long trip up Highway 2 and play a good Mullen team next week. I Right now, I would say I believe uh, Blue Hill looks uh, like the type of team that will get that done. Don't discount them once they get to Lincoln, Doug. I know everybody talks about the East, and um, Jesus Christ came from there when it comes to football, you know, uh, high school football. That's how most people think in this state, but don't discount this team. All right, well, it's kind of amazing when you look at the numbers in the second half because really – Maybe the story here was the twin loop defense. Uh, they had to make some stops. Uh, yes, Horky did what he had to do. I mean, that's great. Uh, they can't discount that. They came out. They scored on the opening possession. They made a stop. They scored on the next possession. But, wow, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, extra yards added on here in the second half uh, by Blue Hill until that final drive. And, and Rouse hit his final six passes of the ball game. Yeah, what it boils down to is Twin Loop never covered the tight end drag tonight. They were 4-for-4 four four running it, and Twin Loop did not, and I'm just going to say it again, it was by alignment, they did not play the fade ball, and that was the difference in this game because uh, Blue Hill's offense, outside of those, the two fade balls and the two drags, the offense really did nothing. All right, let's take a look now at the final numbers in this uh, football game. And uh, we will do that here for uh, Twin Loop first to start things off as uh, (laughs) maybe you only have to look at one guy, and that's Alex Horky. 33 carries, 
242 yards in this football game and three touchdowns on the ground for Horky. Colby Coons, they gave it to him one time. He scored the first touchdown. It was a one-yard blast. And then Rowdy Oxford, nine carries, 34 yards, also a one-yard touchdown run. 43 rushing attempts, 277 yards for the Wolves. Through the air, Oxford was three of seven in the first half for 34 yards and an interception. In the second half, he was two of three. The last play of the game, he was picked. So for the game, five of ten. Two interceptions, 55 yards through the air, 277 on the ground, 332 yards of offense. I had Twin Loop for 21 first downs. They had the two interceptions in the football game, two punts for an average of 38. One punt snap went over their head for a safety, five penalties for 35 yards. Uh, And Blue Hill threw for more yards tonight. I think Twin Loop maybe thought... Uh, they were going to get more out of their passing game tonight than they did. I know they thought they were going to get more out of their passing game, Doug, and it just didn't happen. For the Blue Hill Bobcats, Lane Dicely, 24 carries, 101 yards and a touchdown. John Rouse actually went backwards in the second half. He had 117 yards and two touchdowns in the first half, but he got sacked three times in the second half, 21 carries, 113 yards in those two touchdowns. And then uh, through the air, Rouse was 4 of 5 with a touchdown in the first half. He was 6 of 8 for a touchdown in the second half. So 10 of 13, no interceptions, two touchdowns, 169 through the air, 214 on the ground, 383 total, 20 first downs for Blue Hill, two punts for an average of 36 yards, the one fumble on the second play of the game, four penalties for 30 yards. And I think the stat line that jumps off of you there is I thought Twin Loop probably believed they could come in and throw the ball for 169 yards tonight. And it was instead they threw it for 55, and Blue Hill threw it for 169. John Rouse, two touchdown passes, one to Trent Carr. Uh, and then, of course, he had the uh, 39-yard one to uh, Mankey. He also had two touchdown runs in the ball game. Horky, three touchdown runs for Twin Loop. And it all comes down to the 25-yard field goal from Joe Mackin with seven seconds remaining. Blue Hill, 37, Twin Loop, 34. One last look at the scoreboard, and we'll wrap things up here. For Blue Hill, they will now go to Mullen and take on the uh, number one seed, and that'll be Monday, probably a little earlier game uh, in the afternoon with the travel. And then Fall City Sacred Heart will be taking on Bruning Davenport Shickley. And if I got that right, it'll be down at Fall City uh, again this year because Fall City was on the road today, and I believe a BDS was home. Should I check that real quick? Well, No, BDS was on the road, so it will be. Uh, Shickley will get to host that one. Uh, so BDS will host Fall City Sacred Heart, uh, and then Blue Hill will be going to Mullen. In Class D1, it was Medicine Valley finally breaking through and getting to the semifinals as they down Perkins County 48-26. to They will take on South Loop. South Loop, a 54-15 to winner over Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing, and so South Loop will get to stay home and host Medicine Valley. And on the other side, East Butler knocked off Creighton 40-28. to They will face Howells Dodge, who outscored Johnson Brock 54-42. to And that game will be hosted by East Butler because they were on the road today. I love some of this, but think about this. Med Valley or South Loop 
is going to play at Memorial Stadium. That is cool, Doug. No doubt about it. It's going to be some good, good football, ladies and gentlemen. We can't wait to continue bringing it to you every state championship game on ESPN 1460 and 1550. We will have the Blue Hill Mullen game for you next Monday here on The Breeze. So when we find the timeout, uh, we will let you know about that. Larry and I will be at Foster Field Monday night, or excuse me, Friday night for Carney High Omaha Crate and Prep Class A semifinals. Pre-game at 6.30, kickoff at 7, and we've got volleyball, Blue Hill, and Heartland, 5.30, pre-game at 5.15 here on The Breeze Thursday afternoon. We'll also have the Minden contest against Wahoo here on The Breeze at 1.30 uh, to start our coverage on Thursday. On Classic Hits 98.9, Elwood will be playing the 1.30 game against Hyannis. We will also have... Centura and Superior at 5.30 on 98.9 FM and Red Cloud Humphrey St. Francis on 12.30 AM KHAS. Last thought, Larry? Great football game. It was a great way. You know, you, 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 get, you only get a few of these every year and was glad to be able to be a part of this one. Tremendous football game. Well, and, you know, when you got the first one, you want the second one. But in the football gods, it probably worked out right. Twin Loop gets one. And now Blue Hill gets one, and you hope Blue Hill gets to at least experience Memorial Stadium like Twin Loop did last year. That's what I was going to say. You know, this this still hasn't been the semis either year. You know, Twin Loop had to punch their ticket against uh, Sand Hill Stedford last year in a really good game team. And now uh, Blue Hill's going to have to travel just a little bit farther west to Mullen and do the same. All right. Thanks to Steph back at the studio, all the folks that uh, helped us bring you high school football, to Ben Jones, the athletic director here at Blue Hill. Congratulations to John Coffey and his Bobcats. On to the state semifinals Monday in Mullen. Again, Joe Mackin's 25-yard field goal with seven seconds to go. Blue Hill 37, Twin Loop 34. You'll be able to see more on photos and podcasts up at Platte River Preps. For Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. Have a good night, everyone. You've been listening to High School Football on The Breeze 94.5. Playoff Football is presented by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. And Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. You're listening to KLIQ, Hastings, Grand Island, and Kearney. High school football playoffs have been a presentation of Platte River Radio Sports.